Texas AG Ken Paxton leading the charge, demanding answers from Twitter, Google, and the Biden administration. Here's Paxton with me on the program earlier this week. We've asked Twitter for basically answers that if they're going to operate in our state, they have to answer. It's state law. And, and despite that, they've taken this to California to ask a California judge about Texas law. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess I understand why they want to be in California, because they don't want to answer questions in Texas, which they're ultimately, if they're going to operate here, going to have to answer those questions. And the questions do not stop there. 21 AGs are banding together to save American jobs, suing the Biden administration over its shutdown of the Keystone Pipeline. Several other states are fighting the administration in court over its disastrous immigration policies, which have led to a full-blown crisis at the border. 100,000 new migrants in February alone showing up, up 28% from January. Here's Montana's AG. Talon Man, what's up, Talon Man? Talon Man's in the house with 111 bits. Getting the stream started off with 111. Thank you, Talon Man. Hope you're doing well, man. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to the stream. Good to have you here. On that lawsuit. This is devastating. Wow, dude. Montana's attorney general. I've met this guy. I know this guy personally. I've actually met this guy in person, know him personally. Good old Austin Knutson, Montana's Attorney General. Let's go. Federalist Thursdays. Yep, Tally Man, we're going to do Federalist number two today. Devastating for states like Montana, too. Uh, and frankly, it's put the whole country in danger. Violent crime in Montana has risen by 48% just since 2013. Now, this is just going to keep getting worse under this moratorium order from President Biden, and that's why we've sued. And just yesterday, the Attorney General of Ohio filing a lawsuit over Biden's pork-filled so-called COVID stimulus package because of the small print mandate in the law that would block states from cutting taxes for years. They are fighting back as Democrats in the majority in Congress work to lock in their power and steamroll their agenda through Congress. Republicans, try as they might, are largely powerless to stop them. Republican governors and attorney generals are the last line of defense against against the ever-expanding power of the Biden administration, its big tech enablers, and the woke mob cheering them on. So who else is willing to join this fight? Joining me right now to talk more about that is Congressman Jim Jordan. He is calling for a hearing over big tech's role in cancel culture, as well as a hearing on the administration's role in creating a crisis at our borders. Congressman, it is good to see you tonight. Thanks very much good for joining us. You bet. Good to be so with I you. So I understand that in the first 74 days of the new 117th Congress, you've had no hearings in the Judiciary Committee. Is that right? And what have Not you and one. your colleagues been doing? Well, they've been, they've been taking bills around the Judiciary Committee straight to the floor. Almost every le piece of legislation that's passed in the last three weeks, we had jurisdiction over. But the full committee is yet to have a hearing We've said, why not have a hearing about this crisis on the border? Instead, they go around the committee and they pass just 40 minutes ago, Maria, they pass a bill that gives amnesty to 3 million illegal immigrants. So amnesty, wow. while there's this chaos on the border, uh, that, that, I mean, this is so out of touch with where the American people are, but this is how radical left the Democrats are. And then, of course, the cancel culture issue, this idea that you know, I, I always ask it this way. Do you have a functioning First Amendment when only one side's allowed to talk? Do you have free speech when only the left can define what can be said? So that's the situation Numb. we're in. The What's Judiciary up, Committee should be focused on those two issues. Instead, they pass radical things like defund the police, federal, uh, federal control of elections, and now an amnesty bill. 
without having the kind of hearings you're supposed to have. Super grim, Tally Man. We live in we live in the worst time in American history for free speech. There's never been a time in American history when we've had such little free speech. It's really sad. It's really, 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 really sad. To have on Capitol Hill in the United States Congress. So what's the response, Congressman? You're the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee. You've got jurisdiction over immigration law. You managed the floor debate today for two Democrat-backed amnesty bills. Uh, what, you're not being heard? Well, no, we call them out on the floor. We have a robust debate on the floor. In fact, this, the, the, one in, <laughs> the one amnesty bill is so bad, it gives amnesty to three million illegals, and at the same time, it has taxpayer dollars used to help illegals apply through this grant program, apply for amnesty itself. So, I mean, such a deal for the taxpayer. I mean, the disrespect that the Democrats in the House are showing for the American taxpayer with the, the kind of legislation there, as, as the crisis is on the border, they're defunding the police. They're attacking American Second Amendment liberties. They're federalizing election law. And as I said, they're now giving amnesty to three million illegal immigrants who are here in the country. Yeah, there's also a blackout in terms of the press knowing anything about this as well. We're going to talk about that coming up later in the show with Kim Strassel and Carl Rove, where border agents are being told to zip it when it comes to any information about that. Let's talk about big tech. You have made some demands from Amazon. You want Amazon to hand over Min documents What's up? related to conservative censorship. You've been right. you've been censored. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, look, uh, what, what big tech did last fall, what they're doing all the time, but what they did last fall in the election. I mean, the, the best example, we had two amazing witnesses last week in a hearing in one of the subcommittees of judiciary, and, and they, they talked about the collusion between big tech and certain players in big media where they kept the Hunter Biden story from we the people. In the, and everyone knew that this, that the, the, the press knew about this, big tech knew about this, but they kept it from the American people as we're getting ready for the biggest election that we have the presidential election. So uh, the, what they're doing, not only via cancer culture, but what they did in the election to make sure Americans didn't get important information. Father time, I think so what's up? So we're trying Father to figure time. out the best way to- Gen 10's in the house, what's up? No hearing on any legislation. Yeah, isn't that absurd? I guess I never even knew about that or was thinking about that until this just now. But yeah, they're not having any hearings. It's absurd. They will get away with it, right? Unless the American people wake up. Gag order on the border patrol, how does that be violent? Or how does that work? I don't know. I have no clue, Jenton. Never look, I have no idea. Um, That sounds like a violation of the border patrol agent's first amendment rights. To deal with this, we think- Oh, for sure, Tally man. The pushback when it comes will be violent. I mean, th that's unfortunately, um, like if the left keeps pushing and the left keeps pushing and the left keeps taking away people's rights and the left keeps violating rights and then the left takes away our ability to affect change and, and, and protect our rights through the legal processes, I'm concerned about violence as well in the future because I know there are a lot of Americans who will not allow their second amendment rights to be taken away, their first amendment rights to be taken away um, their free speech rights to be taken away, their religious rights to be taken away, um, to have all of their basic human rights taken from them without a fight, you know? So that's what's really concerning is I am, con I am definitely concerned about 
the more the left does this, the more the left goes to try to take away people's rights. And then once they take away the ability to, to fight for your rights and try to get your rights back through a peaceful legal process, then I am concerned about potential violence in America's future. It is getting increasingly difficult to turn a cheek to all this going on. I agree, Gen 10. It really is. It really is getting increasingly difficult. You know, it's interesting. In some places, like, if you own land, if you own land, you can still go out onto your land. Um, and in certain states and in certain counties, and if you own land, you can still go out onto your land and basically live free in a lot of ways. Um, now, that's horrible, though, that it's limited to that. You can't, we don't live free online. We don't live free in cities. We don't live free in a lot of states. Um, it's terrible to think that basically it's very, very limited to where you can actually live free. You basically have to be in certain counties, in certain states. You have to own land. Um, and then, and only then, can you even kind of live free. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Father Time. I haven't... I'm not willing to totally give up yet. I know lots of people are giving up. I know lots of people are, you know, they've given up. Uh, they have no hope. They're beaten down. I'm not there yet. I, I understand that it sounds like you are. But I'm not giving up on America quite yet. It's going to take a lot for me to give give up on America. I think Section 230 has to be repealed and reformed. We also think you have to look at the antitrust laws and the size of some of these big tech companies uh, as, as, as we move forward. W. Powell. Depowsny. What's up? The Senate process may be different as the hearings. Well, Senate has a different process, sure. I'm not sure if the Senate is actually having hearings or not. So do you think you'll be able to be successful with that? You're in the minority. We know, obviously, that these big tech companies are not bulletin boards like they said they were back in 1996 when they were giving right. this protection for their uh, any liability. They have actually taken a side. You talked about the censorship of the Hunter Biden story during a presidential election period. Can you do anything about any of this? I don't think Democrats want to help us. I think they like the fact that that, that the, the cancel culture is, is, is mostly going after Republicans and, and conservatives now. But I do think the American people are so fed up with what we've seen over the last several weeks and months, whether it's, you know, Dr. Seuss, Mr. Potato Head, what, you know, what, what happened in the world of sports where they've, they've went after certain athletes for thing they, things they've said. And, you know, I also think they understand that in the end, it'll come for them as well. And I always use the example Senator Feinstein, uh, you know, the, the San Francisco school board, even Senator Feinstein wasn't good enough for the woke mob today. They said the Dianne Feinstein Elementary School will no longer be named after the senator because she said something 37 years ago, for goodness sake, that the mob doesn't like. So I do think that, that there is this, this up, uh, uproar from the American people, and at some point we will be able to deal with this. I, we could pass the 230 change right now. I just don't know if Democrats are going are gonna to want to do that because they think it benefits. All right, folks, should we do the Federalist Papers? Should we do Federalist number two? 
Should we do Federalist number two? I wanted to I wanted to give it give it a couple of minutes here to let people get in if they were if they were looking forward to the Federalist number two. Um, I wanted to I like to kind of read the last. Let's read the ending of Federalist number one again, even though we covered this last time, just to get back into the mood and 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 we'll read the end of Federalist number number one and then we'll go on to Federalist number two here. It may perhaps be thought superfluous to offer arguments to prove the utility of the Union, a point no doubt deeply engraved on the hearts of the great body of the people in every state, and one which it might be imagined has no adversaries. But the fact is that we already hear it whispered in the private circles of those who oppose the new Constitution that the 13 states are of too great extent for any general system and that we must of necessity resort to separate confederacies the distinct of distinct portions of the whole. This doctrine will, in all probability, be gradually propagated till it has votaries enough to countenance an open avowal of it. For nothing can be more evident to those who are able to take an enlarged view of the subject than the alternative of an adoption of the new constitution or a dismemberment of the union. It will, therefore, be of use to begin by examining the advantages of that union, the certain evils and the probable dangers to which every state will be exposed from its dissolution. This shall accordingly consist, constitute the subject of my next address. So basically, I liked Federalist number one as to just the recap, just the recap. Federalist number one um, by Alexander Hamilton. Federalist number one by Alexander Hamilton basically set out like the contours of how the debate was going to go and basically saying out, hey, there's a big debate right now. The debate is going to be whether or not we should have a constitution. You know, let's let's not engage in personal attacks. Let's not get angry with each other. You know, let's have a good debate. Let's have a healthy debate. And then sort of at the end, he's like, he's like, you know, some people might think there isn't much of a debate, you know, that, that everybody agrees with the Constitution. But, you know, that's clearly not the case. Um, and so that's why he's going to start out Federalist Number 2 with let's talk about what are the good things with this Constitution. What are the benefits of it? You know, what are some concerns people have? So Federalist number two, I guess, is kind of like the big picture idea of why we, why, why we should adopt the Constitution. In a way, this reminds me of the French Revol Revolution. Democrats are spinning out of control. It's only a matter of time till the peasants rise up. Right, Minmus. Darth Totes, what up? Oh, Darth Totes, I know. There's a whole, you could debate feminism and third wave feminism and first wave feminism and transgenderism and how transgenderism and woke wokeism impacts feminism. And, you know, we could talk about that all night long. Federalist number one lays the groundwork for considering the matter in principled fashion. Right, exactly. All right, Federalist number two concerning dangers from foreign force and influence. For the Independent Journal, John Jay. Oh, wait, maybe. So I wonder when Fed when Alexander Hamilton in, in, in Federalist Number 1 says, this shall accordingly constitute the subject of my next address. Does that mean that Federalist Number 2 by John Jay is the next address? Or do we go have to go to the next one from Alexander Hamilton? Because Federalist Number 2 says concerning the dangers of foreign force and influence Publius let's see if Federalist number two is signed by Publius too Publius okay so this must be it all right wow Federalist number two is not too long either these are actually pretty short these Federalist papers are actually pretty short 
Uh, Darth Totes. I think it happened in the 1960s. A big part of it, I think, it was 1960s. Is when a lot of the culture started to change. Seems like to me. Author John Jay. To the people of the state of New York. When the people of America reflect that they are now called upon to decide a question which, in its consequences, must prove one of the most important that ever engaged their attention, the propriety of their taking a very comprehensive as well as a very serious view of it will be evident. Nothing is more certain than this in, in the indispensable necessity of government, and it is equally undeniable that whenever and however it is instituted, the people must see to it some of their natural rights in order to vest it with requisite powers. Basically right there saying that it's a necessary evil, that you have to have government. You have to have a government of some kind, right? You have to have a government. You can't, you can't have private property rights without a government. You know, you can't have security from foreign enemies without a government. You can't have crime control without a government. I mean, you but you need a government. And so that's basically what he's saying, <laughs> which does need to be said. But then he, but then saying, but well, yeah, if you have a government, you're going to have to cede some of your rights to it. So the government has the powers to do what it needs to do. It is well worthy of consideration, therefore, whether it would conduce more to the interests of the people of America that they should, to all general purposes, be one nation. Hold on. It is well worthy of consideration, therefore, whether it would be whether it would conduce more to the interests of the people of America that they should, to all general purposes, be one nation under one federal government. Or that they should divide themselves into separate confederacies and give to the head of each the same kind of powers which they are advised to place in one national government. Yeah, so they're basically saying either either have this one constitutional government or have a bunch of other smaller ones and give the other smaller ones the exact same powers you're going to give. We're, we're talking about giving to this one. It has until lately been a received and uncontradicted opinion that the prosperity of the people of America depended on their continuing firmly united and the wishes, prayers, and efforts of our best and wisest citizens have been constantly directed to that object. But politicians now appear who insist that this opinion is erroneous and that instead of looking for safety and happiness in union, we ought to seek in it a division of the states into distinct confederacies or sovereignties. Freaking politicians, man. Freaking politicians. The politicians are coming out and saying, no, we don't need a central government. Let's just, we don't need this constitution. However extraordinary this new doctrine may appear, it nevertheless has its advocates. And certain characters who were much opposed to it firmly are at present of the number. Whatever may be the arguments or inducements which have wrought this change in the sentiments and declarations of these gentlemen, it certainly would not be wise in the people at large to adopt these new political tenets without being fully convinced that they are founded in truth and sound policy. So there, he's basically saying like, you know, it's absurd. Obvi obviously, it's kind of crazy to have confederacies instead of the Constitution. But they're saying some people believe in it. 
and whatever may be the arguments or inducements which have wrought this change in the sentiments and declarations of these gentlemen, it certainly would not be wise in the people at large to adopt these new political tenets without being fully convinced that they are founded in truth and sound policy. So he's basically saying, look, some people are opposed to the Constitution, but don't don't go with them unless you unless you are fully convinced that they're founded in truth and sound policy, which he's probably going to say no, is not. Confederacies is a direct reference to the Articles of Confederacy, which was the agreement between the colonies that predates the U.S. Constitution under consideration. Right, Tallyman, right. And at that point, it's kind of like... Didn't didn't wasn't the general the general mindset of the time was that the that the Confederacy the Articles of Confederation had failed. The Articles of Confederation everybody kind of knew had like failed at this point right because they didn't give they didn't give the central government enough power. Right, Minmus, they did they did think of everything. That's correct. It had insufficient power to be effective. Right. So when they say when they say that like when when John Jay is talking about a bunch of a bunch of smaller confederacies, he's basically using that word to try to like say that that's a stupid idea because we tried that and it didn't work. It has often given me pleasure to observe that independent America was not composed of detached and distant territories, but that one connected, fertile, widespreading country was the portion of our Western Sons of Liberty. Providence has in a particular manner blessed it with a variety of soils and productions and watered it with innumerable streams for the delight and accommodation of its inhabitants. A succession of navigable waters forms a kind of chain round its borders as if to bind it together, while the most noble rivers in the world running at convenient distances present them with highways for the easy communication of friendly aids and the mutual transportation and exchange of their various commodities. Wow, interesting. So he's basically saying, look, all of this land, we're, all, we're connected by rivers and oceans and uh, navigable waters like we're not all that's we're not we're not separated apart we're not that far apart we can all we can communicate and exchange goods and stuff but man think about what the united states was back then with you know the way that they describe it with just um with really good soil and fertile soils and streams and um what a just what an incredible land america is you know in terms of its natural, you know, I, I don't know, like product, like it's, it's, it was, it's almost like a garden of Eden, you know, it's kind of like this perfect garden with like forests and streams and rivers and good soil and fertile soil. And like, wow, what are just an incredible country they had. With equal pleasure, I have as often taken notice that Providence has been pleased to give this one connected country to one united people, a people descended from the same ancestors, speaking the same language, professing the same religion, attached to the same principles of government, very similar in their manners and customs, and who, by their joint councils, arms, and efforts, 
fighting side by side throughout a long and bloody war have nobly established general liberty and independence. Wow, John Jay. So John Jay basically talking about how the 13 colonies, we all have the same language we all have the same religion we all believe in freedom we've we just fought this war we're all connected by rivers and we have a good economy and we which sounds like a pretty good argument to to form a single country this country and this people seem to have been made for each other and it appears as if it was the designs of providence that an inheritance so proper and convenient for a band of brethren united to each other by the strongest ties should never be split into a number of unsocial, jealous, and alien sovereignties. Wow. So straight up, straight up saying that this land and America was, was intended by God. And this is a divine providence. Wow. Straight up. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. The story of America really is a, such a unique story in, in in human history. It's it's hard to it's hard to think that America and and what this land and the history here, you know, was was of course it was intended by God. God is sovereign, you know. Wow, pretty crazy. Guess Amilzy, what's up, guys? Similar sentiments have hitherto prevailed among all orders and denominations of men among us. To all general purposes, we have uniformly been one people, each individual citizen everywhere enjoying the same national rights, privileges, and protections. As a nation, we have made peace and war. As a nation, we have vanquished our common enemies. As a nation, we have formed alliances and made treaties and entered into various compacts and conventions with foreign states. A strong sense of the value and blessings of union induced the people at a very early period to institute a federal government to preserve and perpetuate it. They formed it almost as soon as they had a political existence, nay, at a time when their habitations were in flames, when many of their citizens were bleeding, and when the progress of hostility and desolation left little room for those calm and mature inquiries and reflections which must ever precede the formation of a wise and well-balanced government for a free people. It is not to be wondered at that a government instituted in times so inauspicious should on experiment be found greatly deficient and inadequate to the purpose it was intended to answer. Okay, so that's pretty clear what he's talking about there. He's, he's talking about how, you know, the Articles of Confederation were built out of, like, our, our homes were burning. People were dying. Like, we created the, the, the Articles of Confederation for the purposes of, you know, fighting this war and getting independence. So, like, duh, of, cor of course it's going to be a bad government because we, it was like a, an emergency government. We threw this thing together. But you know what's interesting about this and what I like about this is that it's basically going, it's basically building the case that, like, the number one reason that we need a strong federal government, the number one reason we need a federal government is to deal with foreign states and to deal with war and peace. And that's why we have a federal government. We have a federal government to do war and peace and to deal with foreign countries and to make us safe 
to make this country safe from you know other countries and other nations and foreign powers and stuff that's the main reason we have a federal government we don't have a federal government to deal with every single issue you know every single problem the federal government needs to solve no to provide for the common defense exactly tally man literally like that's we've we've gone so far afield from that the federal government Oh, by the way, e Emilzy, sorry, I didn't even read your, the rest of your message. Like in the camera quality, looks clean. Thank you, Emilzy. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, Emilzy, I've been working on my lighting. And so I, it's actually, you know, I've got a really nice camera. I've got a Lumix GH4 camera. Um, but I really have fixed the, the lighting. Emilzy, I got a, uh, I got some additional lighting going on here. So it does look good, though, doesn't it? Holy cow, it looks really good. I just need to get a little bit better mic. I don't like the way this mic make my, makes my voice sound. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that made a little difference, but To provide for the common defense, not to redistribute wealth or end racism, simply to provide for the common defense. Exactly, Tally Man. Exactly. That's literally the federal government's job. It's not to deal with every single thing. The, the reason we have a federal government is to, yes, protect our border, provide for the common defense, not to do all this other crap that it's doing. This intelligent people perceived and regretted these defects, still continuing no less attached to union than enamored of liberty. They observed the danger which immediately threatened the former and more remotely the latter, and being persuaded that ample security for both could only be found in a national government more wisely framed. They, as with one voice, convened the late convention at Philadelphia to take that important subject under consideration. Yeah, so he's basically saying like, look, we created the Articles of Confederacy to deal with this war and, and it was we didn't have time to really think about it. But now, now we've actually taken our time. We have we 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 have developed a wise and well-balanced government for a free people. Look at that, dude. What a, what a what a statement. Calm, calm and mature inquiries and reflections which must ever precede the formation of a wise and well-balanced government for a free people. Wow, a free people. A free people. Can you guys believe it? The United States of America used to be a f we used to be a free people. We used to be free. Oh man, that's depressing to think about that. To think about how we used to be a free country. We need to get back. We need to get back to being a free people. This convention composed of men who possessed the confidence of the people. And many of whom had become highly distinguished by their patriotism virtue and wisdom in times which tried the minds and hearts of men undertook the arduous task in the mild season of peace with minds unoccupied by other subjects they passed many months in cool and uninterrupted and daily consultation 
And finally, without having been awed by power or influenced by any passions except love for their country, they presented and recommended to the people the plan produced by their joint and unanimous councils. Admit, so admit, for so is the fact that this plan is only recommended, not imposed. Yet let it be remembered that it is neither recommended to blind approbation nor to blind reprobation, but to that sedate and candid consideration which the magnitude and importance of the subject demand, and which it certainly ought to receive. But this, as was remarked in the foregoing number of this paper, is more to be wished than expected, that it may be so considered and examined. Experience on a former occasion teaches us not to be too sanguine in such hopes. It is not yet forgotten that well-grounded apprehensions of imminent danger induced the people of America to form the memorable Congress of 1774. That body recommended certain measures to their constituents, and the event proved their wisdom. Yet it is fresh in our memories how soon the press began to team with pamphlets and weekly papers against those very measures. Not only many of the officers of government who obeyed the dictates of personal interest, but others, from a mistaken estimate of consequences or the undue influence of former attachments, or whose ambition aimed at objects which did not correspond with the public good, were indefatigable in their efforts to persuade the people to reject the advice of that patriotic Congress. Many indeed were deceived and deluded, but the great majority of the people reasoned, decided judiciously, and happy they are in reflecting that they did so. The Congress of 1774? That must have created the Articles of Confederation? Congress of 1774. The First Continental Congress. The First Continental Congress was a meeting of delegates from 12 of the 13 British colonies that became the United States. It met from 7, September 5th to October 26, 1774 at Carpenter's Hall in Philadelphia. After the British Navy instituted a blockade of Boston Harbor and Parliament passed the Punitive Intolerable Acts in response to the December 1773 Boston Tea Party. During the opening weeks of the Congress, the delegates conducted a spirited discussion about how the colonies could collectively respond to the British government's coercive actions and they worked to make common cause. A plan was proposed to create a union of Great Britain and the colonies, but the delegates rejected it. They ultimately agreed to impose an economic boycott on British trade and they drew up a petition to the king pleading for redress of their grievances and repeal of the intolerable acts. That appeal had no effect, so the colonies convened the Second Continental Congress the following May shortly after the battles of Lexington and Concord to organize the defense of the colonies at the outset of the Revolutionary War. The delegates urged each colony to set up and train its own militia. Okay, so they did not they did not do the Articles of Confederation at the The First Continental Congress. Man, that's so cool, dude. Wow, America has such a cool history. This is so so cool. This is so cool learning about this stuff and actually reading reading the words our founding fathers wrote. Right, tally man, right. How many politicians can you say today have virtue? <sighs> Not many. Very, very few. Oh, man, by the way, once we're done with this, guys, we are going to watch the Rand Paul, the Rand Paul-Dr. Fauci exchange today, which was fire. 
But this is so good, man. I'm like getting goosebumps even think and even reading this this Federalist Number Two and and reading about the First Continental Congress and stuff. Incredible, incredible history. America's history is mind blowing. They considered that the Congress was composed of many wise and experienced men. That, being convened from different parts of the country, they brought with them and communicated to each other a variety of useful information. That, in the course of the time they passed together in inquiring into and discussing the true interests of their country, they must have acquired very accurate knowledge on that head. That they were individually interested in the public liberty and prosperity, and therefore that it was not less their inclination than their duty to recommend only such measures as, after the most mature deliberation, they really thought prudent and advisable. Yeah, for sure, Num. For sure. For sure, guess. These and similar consideration then induced the people to rely greatly on the judgment and integrity of the Congress. And they took their advice, notwithstanding the various arts and endeavors used to deter them from it. But if the people at large had reason to confide in, confide in the men of that Congress, few of whom had been fully tried or generally known, Still greater reason they have now to respect the judgment and advice of the convention, for it is well known that some of the most distinguished members of that Congress, who have, who have been since tried and justly approved for patriotism and abilities, and who have grown old in acquiring political information, were also members of this convention, and carried into it their accumulated knowledge and experience. Basically saying, look, the men, the men who are at the Constitutional Convention that drafted this Constitution, They've, they've, they're incredible, incredible people. It is worthy of remark that not only the first, but every succeeding Congress, as well as the late convention, have invariably joined with the people in thinking that the prosperity of America depended on its union. To preserve and perpetuate it was the great object of the people in forming that convention, and it is also the great object of the plan which the convention has advised them to adopt. With that propriety, therefore, or for what good purposes, are attempts at this particular period made by some men to depreciate the importance of the Union? Or why is it suggested that three or four confederacies would be better than one? I am persuaded in my own mind that the people have always thought right on this subject and that their universal and uniform attachment to the cause of the Union rests on great and weighty reasons which I shall endeavor to develop and explain in some ensuing papers. They who promote the idea of substituting a number of distinct confederacies in the room of the plan of the convention seem clearly to foresee that the rejection of it would put the continuance of the Union in the utmost jeopardy. That certainly would be the case, and I sincerely wish that it may be as clearly foreseen by every good citizen that whenever the dissolution of the Union arrives, America will have reason to exclaim in the words of the poet, Farewell, a long farewell to all my greatness. Publius. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 dude. Federalist number two. We're done with Federalist number two. That was good. That was good. Well, I think we've gotten there. 
So much blackpilling. I mean... I don't know. It's sad. I know. I, I understand how how a lot of you guys feel, how Father Time and Mike and how you guys feel that it's over. We're done. America's done. We might as well secede. We might as well revolt. We might as well have a revolution. We might as well go to war. We might as well give up. Give up on life. Give up on freedom. It's done. Hang our heads. Cry. I totally get that. But Personally, I don't think you're. I don't think we're there yet. I still think America is a great country. I still think we do have a lot of really positive things in the United States. We do have still have high levels of freedom. We still have uh, a lot of a pretty good justice system. Not great, not amazing, but I don't know. I I, I don't I don't like the black pill stuff where it's like, oh, it's all over. Might as well give up. America's dead. I'm giving up on America. America's gone. Blah, blah, blah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not there. I don't believe in that. Oh, for sure, Mike. Now the actual the 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 modern American left. They're a hundred percent evil, and we don't have any common ground with them. But the issue is, is when you have when you have a hundred when you have a hundred million Americans, you have a hundred million Americans that still support the Constitution and still support freedom, and you're going to give up on the country, just because there's yeah there's a hundred there's a hundred million Americans who you don't have anything in common with, but there's also a hundred million Americans that still support the Constitution. So, you know, there's still a lot of Americans that still believe in freedom. The Democrats will eventually be rolled back one way or another. I agree, Tally man. I don't want to, I don't think it's I don't think you need to give up on America. The American why would you give up on the American people? You you never bet against America. Never bet against the American people. Freedom will rise again. Gen 10 says, I just want Biden and Putin to I heard about that, Gen 10. That is hilarious that Putin actually challenged Biden to a debate. I don't want him to debate because we know that Biden would lose horribly and I don't want to see the American president lose to the Russian dictator. <laughs> that would be so bad. Hydra, what's up Hydra? You hear that Bongino will take Russia's time slot? Can't say I think it's the best choice, but hey. I did hear that Hydra. I was like, wow, wow. Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino, what a what a coup for him. What an incredible What an incredible incredible grab for him. I was not expecting that. Dan Bongino's not he's not the biggest conservative talker, you know. Um but he is kind of young. He is kind of up and coming. So I totally and he has been growing a lot. I like Dan Bongino. He's no rush. You know, we know that. He's no Rush Limbaugh. But, and I think probably like a lot of the other, I think probably a lot of the other big conservative talkers like, you know, Ben Shapiro, you could even say, you know, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, all those guys, all those guys kind of already, you know, they probably have long contracts. They're in the middle of long contracts. They have their own spots. So, 
you know for dan bongino it's probably he could actually make a huge change whereas like all those all the other big conservative talkers are in the middle of like you know long um long contracts is is i'm guessing i I have no idea if that's the case or why but that's what i would guess I could have seen Mark Stein or someone who had filled for Rush taking it. Yeah, Hydra. I mean, the thing is, though, is like those guys that filled in, they're fill-in hosts. They're not even, they don't have full-time shows. Dr. Fauci, in a recent British study, David Wiley and others found that no symptomatic reinfections from COVID-19 after following 2,800 patients for several months. In fact, there have been no reports of significant numbers of reinfections after acquiring COVID-19 naturally. Shane Crawdy, a vir virologist at La Jolla Institute for Immunology, concludes from his experiments that the amount of immune memory gained from natural infection would likely prevent the vast majority of people from getting hospitalized disease, severe disease for many years. In this study, which was published in Science, Dr. Crody COVID-19 after following 2,800 patients for several months. In fact, there have been no reports of significant numbers of reinfections after acquiring COVID-19 naturally. Shane Crawdy, a vir virologist at La Jolla Institute for Immunology, concludes from his experiments that the amount of immune memory gained from natural infection would likely prevent the vast majority of people from getting hospitalized disease, severe disease for many years. In this study, which was published in Science, Dr. Crody showed that antibody levels stayed relatively constant with only modest declines over six to eight months. Dr. Crotty reported that notably memory B cells specific for the spike protein or RBD were detected in almost all COVID-19 cases with no apparent half-life at five to eight months after infection. In other words, Dr. Crotty found significant evidence of long-term immunity after COVID infection. Furthermore, Dr. Crowdy noted B-cell memory to some other infections has been observed for as long as 60-plus years after small found that sorry, sorry, sorry. no bad. symptomatic reinfections from COVID. Sorry, I, I had to look at something. I missed it. I can't. I, I want to pay attention to every single word he says here. Dan has to take time off for his neck cancer, so we all have a lot of guests hosts to fill in. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I thought that's interesting that they got Dan Bongino, even though he's fighting cancer as well. I favor Stein as well. The life of the movement depends on new blood, right? They should they should have let the they should have let me take over the Rush Limbaugh slot. Come on, folks, come on. <laughs> I know Hydra. Yeah, Rand Paul's a doctor, and people need to recognize it and do it. <laughs> right, Tally man. <laughs> Italy's entering a new lockdown. France to stop vaccine rollouts. I saw that. Guess what is wrong with Europe, dude? actually still doing lockdowns even after a year of lockdowns where we know for a fact dude did you guys see even the washington post even the washington post reported recently that the states that did lockdowns did not perform any better than states that did not do lockdowns so even the washington post is reporting that lockdowns actually don't work and yet we're still having places like Europe continue to do lockdowns. It's absurd. It's absurd. Found that 
No symptomatic reinfections from COVID-19 after following 2,800 patients for several months. In fact, there have been no reports of significant numbers of reinfections after acquiring COVID-19 naturally. Shane Crawdy, a vir virologist at La Jolla Institute for Immunology, concludes from his experiments that the amount of immune memory gained from natural infection would likely prevent the vast majority of people from getting hospitalized disease, severe disease for many years. In this study, which was published in Science, Dr. Crody showed that antibody levels stayed relatively constant with only modest declines over six to eight months. Dr. Crotty reported that notably memory B cells specific for the spike protein or RBD were detected in almost all COVID-19 cases with no apparent half-life at five to eight months after infection. In other words, Dr. Crotty found significant evidence of long-term immunity after COVID infection. Furthermore, Dr. Crotty noted good. B cell memory. Good, 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 good. And that's what every, that's what common sense and experience with other viruses. Good. I'm so happy to hear that there's actual studies and science that shows long-term immunity to COVID. That's fantastic. Yeah, you never hear about that. You never hear about these studies and this science and these doctors that Rand Paul is citing here. The media is like hiding the fact that there's there is long-term immunity for COVID. It's absurd, man. They, they refuse to report this stuff because it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't allow them to push these lockdowns that are totally do not work whatsoever. I mean, all you have to do is look, look at places that did lockdowns. Compare them to look at places that did not do lockdowns. The places that did not do lockdowns actually fared better in a lot of instances. And, and if they didn't fare better, then they were consistent right there with them in the same, same as the places that did lockdowns. Lockdowns do not work. They do not work. They flatten the curve and, and make the make the pandemic last a little bit longer, but they do not work in terms of actually reducing um, case numbers or deaths or anything like that. The only way they work is if uh, you have to flatten the curve to prevent your hospitals from being overwhelmed. They're not designed to be used for years on end to try to, you know, prevent us from reaching herd immunity. That's not how epidemiology works. To some other infections has been observed for as long as 60 plus years after smallpox vaccination, or even 90 years after a natural infection with influenza. That was a woman who got the Spanish flu, still showed immunity 90 years later. So rather than being pessimistic towards people gaining immunity after they've had COVID or had a vaccine, studies argue for significant optimism. In fact, there have been no scientific studies arguing or proving that infection with COVID does not create immunity. There have been no studies showing significant numbers of reinfections. Of the 30 million Americans who have had COVID, only a handful of reinfections have been discovered. In fact, the New York Times reported last fall more than 38 million people at the time worldwide had been infected with the coronavirus, and as of that date, fewer than five of these cases had been confirmed by scientists to be reinfections. Scientists interviewed for the article concluded, in most cases, a second bout with the virus produced milder symptoms or none at all. Given that no scientific studies have shown significant numbers of reinfections of patients previously. Okay, so we have we have lots of studies and lots of data and lots of scientists and lots of doctors 
saying and suggesting and proving that we do that there is long-term immunity from covid uh and and there's no studies pointing to the opposite that's pretty strong evidence pretty strong evidence that there's that there's long-term immunity infected or previously vaccinated what specific studies do you cite to argue that the public should be wearing masks well into 2022 good question I'm not sure I understand the connection of what you're saying about masks and reinfection. We're talking about people who have never been infected before. You're and telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine yeah. or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, you it's had not the vaccine and you weren't too mask. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, let's <laughs> get him, Dr. Rand Paul. Get him. It is theater. Dr. Fauci's had the vaccine and he's wearing two masks. Oh, my God. And Dr. Fauci has nothing, dude. He has nothing. I love it, too, because Rand Paul is a. Uh, is literally doing the exact thing that leftists and Democrats love to do. Didn't have any studies? Do you have any studies? It's like, you're like, uh, uh, the sky is blue. Leftists. Do you have any studies? Do you have any studies showing, showing the, uh, the, uh, do you have any studies that say the sky is blue? Do you have any, do you have any studies that say the sky is blue? Yeah. Or have had the infection are spreading the infection. If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's had not the vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, let's get down to the facts. OK, the studies that you quote from Crotty and Sete look at in vitro examination of memory immunity, which in their paper, they specifically say this does not necessarily pertain to the actual protection it's in vitro and what study For, can you point to that shows significant let, reinfection there are no studies that show just significant let, let, reinfection. Me, let me finish the response to your question if you please the other thing is that when you talk about reinfection and you don't keep in the concept of variance that's an entirely different ball game that's a good reason for a mask. In the South African study conducted by J&J, &J, they found that people who were infected with wild type and were exposed to the variant in South Africa, the 351, it was as if they had never been infected before. They had no protection. So when you talk about reinfection, you've got to- Jenten with the tier one sub gift of father time. Thank you, Jenten. Appreciate it, Jenten. First sub of the stream. First sub of the entire stream. Thank you, Jenten. Appreciate it. So he's basically saying um, there's variance. Dude, I'm so sick of it. This is what they keep going to. There's variance. There's variance. Oh my gosh, we don't know about the variance. The variance might do something. The variance might be banned. The variance might be banned. It's like um, you're just guessing. You're speculating. Dr. Doom. Yeah, it's like um, so, you know, there might be another virus going around out there that we don't know about. What if there's a, what if there's a new virus? We better be wearing goggles. We better be wearing goggles and masks and stuff because gosh, there might be a new virus popping up that we don't know about you guys. 
There might be a new pandemic that's getting started. You know, we need to be wearing goggles at all times because you never know there could, there could be a new there could be a new variant, there could be a new virus. We could have we could have a totally new a brand new virus come up. You never know. You never know there might be a virus. There might be a virus going around. You just don't know. So I guess we all better wear goggles and and face masks and and face shields and stuff. You never know. There, what if a new virus comes out? What if a new virus emerges? I want to make sure you're talking about wild type. I agree with you that you very likely would have protection from wild type for at least six months point if you're infected. The, but we in our country though, now have variants that are circulating. Significant reinfection. What study shows significant reinfection, hospitalization, and death after either natural infection or the vaccine? It doesn't exist. There is no evidence that there are significant reinfections after vaccine. In fact, I don't think we have a hospitalization in the United States after the two-week period after the second vaccination. Yeah, we don't have a death in the United States. You're not hearing what I'm saying about variants. We're talking about wild type versus variants. And what, now, proof is there, what proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. We're having So he's saying he admits it. He admits right there. He admits there is no evidence. There is no studies. I'm just saying, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a new virus. Maybe there's a variant. Maybe there's a brand new pandemic. There could be a totally a new pandemic coming up. What, what, what do we know? We don't know. There might be a new, there might be a brand new virus coming about. We don't know. There could be a new variant. We don't know. So yeah, we want everybody wearing masks and we want lockdowns and we want shutdowns and we want school closures and we want businesses to shut down and we want unemployment and we want, it's absurd. Yeah. There could be a new pandemic that starts too. A new pandemic could start at any minute. A new virus could emerge at any second. That doesn't mean we have to go around wearing multiple masks 24-7. It's ridiculous. Having one this guy's a total quack. This guy's a total government bureaucrat. Total lifelong bureaucrat. This guy's making over $400,000 a year from taxpayer dollars. And he should be getting paid about five bucks with this. How wrong his advice is all the time can i finish we're having 117 that's becoming can i finish can i finish you're saying the same thing over and over again fauci you you just admitted there is no studies there is no evidence you just admitted it what else is there to finish more dominant policy based on conjecture no you it, have the it isn't based on conjecture variants so you some you want people to wear a mask for another couple years holy cow gen 10 with another tier one sub gift to my man wet the fauci virus you have to wear your mask to bed <laughs> right wet right thank you jen 10 thank you so much man no you've been vaccinated and you parade around in two masks for show no you can't get it again there's almost there's virtually zero percent chance you're going to get it and yet you're telling people with them that have had the vaccine who have immunity you're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask who've been vaccinated no. instead you should be saying there is no science to say we're going to have a problem from the large number of people being vaccinated. You want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? Tell them they can quit wearing their mask after they get the vaccine. You want people to get the vaccine? Give them a reward instead of telling them that the nanny state's going to be there for three more years and you got to wear a mask forever.
People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. And we <laughs> have immunity there. Theater. They're not theater. Masks aren't theater. Mommy, I don't like the fact that he uses the word theater. I don't like it when he says theater. It's not theater. Gosh. Yes, it is theater. It's virtue signaling. Democrats love to wear masks because Democrats love to virtue signal. That's the reason. They're virtue signalers. There was something else I was going to tweet out earlier. I forgot. Democrats love to wear masks because Democrats love to virtue signal. That's the reason. If you guys want to know why, why do why do Democrats love wearing masks so much? It's because they like to virtue signal. Wow, guess I didn't hear about that skin infection and staph infection. I believe it. I believe it. Correct, Mike. Yep, Fauci is a leftist who thinks we need less freedom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right, Frozen Mech? Yeah. Let's bust out let's bust out the clips of Fauci lying to the American people, lying to the world, saying you don't have to wear masks and masks don't do anything. They're all they're all they're all Europeans, Genten. That's because Europeans can't stand the fact that people like me and you exist, Genten. These Europeans can't stand the fact that there are still strong American men. They can't stand to see strong, independent American men. They can't stand it. So then they come in here and they, they spread their hate and they spread their trolling because it bugs them so much that a strong, independent American male would be so open about conservative and independent and traditional beliefs <laughs> that's what it is that's what it is are you serious guest there's a twitch politics streamer who wears a mask oh my word oh my word pathetic dude pathetic i throw a mask on the ground and stomp it into the dirt that's how i feel about mass i'd like to just throw a mask into the ground and just grind it into the dirt If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. You're not wearing a mask because of any sign. I totally disagree with you. You can disagree with him all you want, Fauci. You just admitted there's no science, there's no data, there's no studies to back up what you're doing. You just admitted it, Fauci. I disagree with you. There's no studies. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna tweet about um Dr. Rand Paul absolutely destroyed Fauci so bad Fauci had to admit there is zero zero science or data to back up his position incredible you could respond so that we could understand the difference between the uh, virus itself and the variants and the reason for a mask. I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't be. If you could um, respond to the question so that we could all understand the difference between the 
vaccine in uh, controlling the wild type versus the variants that are out there and the reason for wearing a mask. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yes. First of all, when you have a variant, you have an immunity that you get what's convalescent, Sarah, and the same sort of thing. If I vaccinate you or me against the wild type, you get a certain level of antibody that's specific for a particular viral strain. If there's a circulating variant, you don't necessarily have it. You have some spillover immunity to be sure, but you diminish by anywhere from two to eightfold the protection. So the point I'm saying is that there are variants in now circulating. The point that Senator Paul was making was that if you look at wild type only, there, when you have a variant, you have an immunity that you get what's convalescent, Sarah, and the same sort of thing. If I vaccinate you or me against the wild type, you get a certain level of antibody that's specific for a particular viral strain. If there's a circulating variant, you don't necessarily have it. You have some spillover immunity to be sure, but you diminish by anywhere from two to eightfold the protection. So the point I'm saying is that there are variants in now circulating. The point. Yeah. So in other words, in other words, what Fauci is saying, he is saying until we're a hundred percent, until we're a hundred percent safe. It's like under this theory, then we should be wearing masks all the time because of the flu. Shouldn't shouldn't we be wearing masks twenty four seven because of the flu? I mean, he's literally saying that unless unless you have one hundred percent protection, you have to wear the mask. One hundred unless unless you have one hundred percent safety and protections, you can't you can't wear the mask. It's absolutely absurd, absurd point that Senator Paul was making was that if you look at wild type only, there is some clear-cut credence to what he's saying. But we are living right now in a situation where we're having a dominance of 117, which was the original UK. We have a very troublesome variant in New York City, a 526. We've got two variants in California. Dark Lord Hydra with the 10 minute timeout. <laughs> Thank you, Dark Lord Hydra. Appreciate the 10 minute timeout. Appreciate that, man. Right, Tally Man. Four, two, SDW Guy Wilson. What's up, guys? Welcome. Welcome, everybody. 7429. And we have a number of others. So we're not dealing with a static situation of the same virus. If somebody has gotten both vaccines uh, for Moderna and Pfizer, or just the one for J&J, &J, and two weeks have passed, why does that person need to wear a mask if they go in public? Well, you know, if, if, the, um, if you look at the science overall, you, you, you know, you have to sort of determine what level of evidence are you, you willing to sort of, you know, make these decisions on? It makes a lot of sense, I think, that if it's just the, the wild-type virus that's circulating, the one that we've been talking about for the last year, you take the vaccine, it should reduce the viral load that you could potentially carry, make it unlikely that you're infected and even less likely that you could transmit it to others. But I think there's two points that keep coming up. One is that there's still a lot of virus out there. So, you know, when you have that much virus out there, could you still actually be exposed, and even though it's unlikely, become an inadvertent carrier? But the other, and, and, and at some point when we get to- So, so he's even admitting, he's even admitting, uh, yeah, this is very, very unlikely, very, very unlikely.
that this would that there, that you could because number one you already you you get some you get a lot of protection even against the variant. There's no evidence. There's no evidence that natural immunity or vaccine immunity does not apply to the variants. They're guessing, and now and and they're all saying that um, even if even if they don't. 100% protect you. It's a substantially lower risk. Way, 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 way lower risk. And so again, they're saying until we get to 100% safety and we have to have 100% safety, we're going to have to wear masks and wear goggles and wear face shields and lock down and shut down. It's the same argument that we all have been making fun of all year where it's like, dude, using this argument, using, using this reasoning we should ban cars because 40,000 people in the world die or in America die every year 40,000 people die because of cars I guess we better ban cars they're literally saying unless we have holy cow <laughs> Dark Lord Hydra with another extended timeout <laughs> thank you Hydra appreciate that man all this coverage is simply designed to distract away from what Biden is doing in conjunction with the Democrat-controlled Congress. It's the politics of distraction. Oh, for sure, Tally Man, for sure. Yep, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying for the last three months. The last three months I've been talking about how there's no coverage of what the Biden administration is doing. We, What the Biden administration is doing is probably some of the most corrupt stuff that has ever happened in the United States of America. And there's not none of it's being covered to low enough level, which is a few thousand cases per day, not several, you know, not 40 or 50,000 cases per day. You could say at that point, the likelihood of someone being exposed is so small, we could start to not worry about masks. There's another point, just quickly, Jake, people who are vaccinated, they get exposed to the virus. The virus learns that how to Holy cow, <laughs> Hydra extending the timeout for another minute and a half. <laughs> Thank you, Hydra, appreciate it, man sort of adapt and mutate now to a vaccinated person. So in some ways, by exposing vaccinated people to the virus, you, you could start to inspire more and more mutations, which is something you don't want to do. So until the vaccine is contained, the, I'm sorry, the virus is contained, I think, you know, uh, masks, at least in public, will be recommended. So he just got done, he just got done saying a bunch of things that suggest that we shouldn't have to wear masks. And then he and then he concludes that, yeah, even though even though everything I just said suggests that we don't have to wear masks yet, we should it's recommended we wear masks like that's so convoluted. Listen to the way he concludes that it makes zero sense. Mantic, what's up, Mantic? Talk with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Uh-uh, never heard of it. Chris, you, you could start to inspire more and more mutations, which is something you don't want to do. So in to not worry about masks There's you inspire a minimus if you don't if you don't wear a mask you inspire the virus it's so small we could start to not worry about masks there's another point just which is a few thousand cases per day not several you know not 40 or 50,000 cases per certain carrier but the other and, and and at some point when we get to low enough level which is a few thousand cases per day not several, you know, not 40 or 50,000 cases per day, you could say at that point, the likelihood of someone being exposed is so small, we could start to not worry about masks. There's another point, just quickly, Jake, people who are vaccinated, they get exposed to the virus. The virus learns then how to sort of adapt and mutate now 
to a vaccinated person. So in some ways, by exposing vaccinated people to the virus, you, you could start to inspire more and more mutations, which is something you don't want to do. So until the vaccine is contained, the, I'm sorry, the virus is contained, I think, you know, uh, masks, at least in public, will be recommended. He's basically arguing against vaccination then. Well, if you vaccinate people, then the virus is going to mutate to get around the vaccination. So I guess we better not vaccinate people. What a convoluted argument theory. Riding Fence says, wow, lecture, you are third on the just chatting list, even above the breast painters and pole dancers. <laughs> what a what an accomplishment, Riding Fence. What an accomplishment. M. Polly, what's up? That's awesome, Riding Fence. <laughs> oh. Wow, AstraZeneca vaccine cleared by EU after the blood clot concerns. Wow. The European Union's health agency said AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine was safe and effective and didn't increase the risk of blood clots. France, Italy, Spain, and Portugal said they would start vaccinating residents again. Others forge ahead with AstraZeneca shot. Variant vaccines in works at J&J. &J. Tech shares extend decline as bond yields rise. Dude, this is crazy. By the way, the NASDAQ, the, the tech is still crashing. But did you guys see uh, LMT stock up over 2% today? 358, dude. This stock is on a boom. Look at this stock. Look at the last week. We've gone from 338 up to 358 with LMT. It's crazy, man. This stock is a high flyer. Lockheed Martin, man. I'm I'm so curious to see. Wow, Boeing was down today? Boeing was down? Raytheon was down? I don't understand, man. Northrop Grumman was up. Why is Lockheed Martin doing so well? This is crazy. That's crazy that bond yields are still rising, dude. Bond yield, the 10 years about to hit 2% probably. This is crazy. I agree, Hydra. That's why I've got a big position in Lockheed Martin. Totally agree. <laughs> I could do a hot tub stream. Investors sell government bonds after jobless claims rise and Fed pledges to maintain easy money policies. March 18th, 2021. 4.30 p.m. Eastern Wall Street Journal. U.S. stocks fell Thursday as shares of tech companies and high-growth stocks succumbed to another sell-off in the government bond market. Wow, dude. The yield on the 10 years up to 1.7. Wow. Wow. When is it going to stop, man? When is the yield? When are yields going to stop rising? Lockheed gets a large bulk of Pentagon resources, right? Guy Wilson, right? Hi from Chile. General O'Higgins. What's up, General? Hello. I'd, I'd love to visit Chile. Been wanting to visit Chile. BA was up and then the bed lost over 8K today in this market. Damn, Gen 10. I'm sorry to hear that. That's a lot. It's a big day. That's a rough loss. Yeah, this market's insane, Gen 10. It's, it's a crazy, crazy market. What's the price of silver? Um, Silver's at $25.99. Gold's... 
Gold's hanging on to that above 1700. Gold's at 1729. Investors appeared to be taking a closer look at comments and projections made a day earlier by Federal Reserve and its chairman, Jerome Powell, besides reiterating the central bank's commitment to supporting financial markets until the economy fully recovers, something investors cheered on Wednesday. The Fed also increased its medium, median projections for growth and inflation based on the latest round of stimulus doled out by Congress. Tally Man, gifting a tier one sub to the guy from Chile. Thank you, Tally Man. Appreciate the tier one sub gift. Appreciate that. Bad days happened. Kids cheered me up and took my mind off it. Awesome, Gen 10. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Kids are more important anyway. We all know that. We all know that. Lockheed's still riding the F-22 and 35 contract for service and parts. Of course, M. Polly. Yeah. People are saying the F-35 is going to be in service for another like 30 years or something. So it ain't going away. Texas Grocer, H-E-B. Is caught in the middle of a mask divide. Tom Hanks, never play solitaire again. You're vaccinated. Can you finally take a vacation? Duh. You can take vacations before. <laughs> right, Hydra. Money machine goes burr. <laughs> nice, Gen 10. Two and five, those are, those are great ages, totally. It was sad to watch non-Asians calling for crimes against Asians to stop. It was an Asian splitting around echo chamber. What? On some Twitch thing, guess, or what? What are you talking about? Oh, you... Oh, here. Sorry. Never mind. Guess. I see your old message. Oh, you missed it. The Twitch left-wing Asia anti-hate roundtable. No Asians on it, but two white trans subpri subprime. Kai's, Vosh, Destiny, the mods of subprime. And Mike from PA. That sounds awful, Guess Those people are all so horrible. That sounds horrible. 19-year-old is too busy for dad? Of course, of course. Thoughts on Raytheon? I don't know that much about Raytheon opulence. I have no idea. I've just started paying attention to Lockheed Martin recently because... I got into it um, because of its dividend. That's all I know. That led investors on Thursday to reevaluate the broader implications that level of expansion will have on pockets of the market, analysts and money managers said. Sparking another round of selling of government bonds. The 10-year Treasury yield, a key benchmark for lending, costs reached 1.7% for the first time since January 2020. Shares of big tech companies were among the stocks that faced the greatest pressure. Apple, Amazon, and Netflix all fell at least 3%. Tesla slid further, shedding 7%. The NASDAQ was down 3%. S&P was off 1.5%. Ouch. 
The Dow gave up an earlier gain to close down 0.5% this morning. The markets woke up and decided if the Fed is going to keep policy so loose, they want higher risk premium. Higher yields mean borrowing costs for businesses and individuals will go up. So investors have been selling pricey tech stocks that look less valuable in a rising rate environment to load up on shares of companies poised to benefit from an economic rebound. That's what I think. I, th the, reason, the reason I think Lockheed Martin is doing well recently is because of this, I guess what they're calling like a rotation. Like everybody wants to get out of the, the big tech stocks because, you know, their, their growth stocks, um, most of their revenue is in the future. And you want to get into something like Lockheed Martin where it's got a steady dividend, it's got good cash flow, it's a, it's a well-established company. Most of Lockheed Martin's, you know, earnings and revenues are in the present, not the future. Biden canceled big arms sales first week in office. F-35 was an Obama mess. Trump tried to fix it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that much about the F-35, to be honest, other than that it's been known to be extremely expensive. Might want to invest in oil and gas when the price drops before the global warming people are proven wrong again. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, Minmus Man. I agree. I agree. Yeah, oil and gas maybe are going to do well once people realize that you know, we're not, we're all not going to die from the earth heating up and warming up. LMT is a rotation play, but the rest like it. Haven't been seeing the same success. LMT is just killing it. Yeah. Gen 10. That's what I was. That's why I was, it was weird to see that Boeing and Raytheon were down today. I figured, I figured, you know, some of these other, you know, companies like Boeing and Raytheon and stuff would be good rotation plays too. But yeah, you're right. LMT is killing it. I got lucky, man. I got real lucky with that. The question is, when do I sell, Gen 10? Let me know. Th tell me what you think on that, Gen 10. Should I hold it to try to see if it goes to 400 or should I sell? Should I get out and take profits? Should I take profits, take my dividend and get out and get liquid, get into some cash? I don't know. I kind of want to hold on to it. It's all about inflation expectations. The fact that we are getting inflation expectations beyond the Fed's target is spooking bond markets. Dude, I'm sorry, but I think we're going to have massive inflation. There's like three or four different things that are putting pressure on inflation. We have horrible supply chain issues. It's impossible to buy certain products. I just went and bought a bunch of firewood tonight. Um, I just literally just purchased firewood. Um, from this uh, landscaping company and I was talking to them and they're like dude we don't we can't even get underground sprinklers like we have a bunch of jobs to put in sprinkler systems for people but we can't there's no supply the supply chain issues are all screwed up from COVID and lockdowns and everything else so we're having extremely hard hard supply on lots of different things very low supply plus you're going to have all of this massive pent-up demand from COVID and all the stimulus package. So you're going to have huge demand, really low supply. Um, and it just seems to me like we're just primed to see massive inflation. Which is, again, one of the reasons I'm in gold. But gold's been getting destroyed lately, too. So I don't know. 
I have friends who work for Boeing. They have yet to have a launch date for the Boeing CST-100 Starline. They have been given $2 billion a year for the past 10 years and nothing to show. That's crazy, man. That's crazy, guess. Jeez. It's all up to your risk tolerance. I would hold until 400 within six months, but my risk tolerance is a little crazy for smart investors like yourself. <laughs> Maybe I could sell half of it or something. Maybe I could take half of my profits and, and hold the rest. I just feel so bad though if I if I sold out and then it continued rising all the way to 400. Right, guess yeah, the bond the 10 year the 10 year yield is up over 1.7% now. It's gone all the way from 0.9% up to 1.7. It's absolutely crazy. That chord looked like three chords. That was a lot. It was Gen 10, yeah. It was. It was a lot of firewood. I'm excited to take that up to my the cabin this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a load of load of firewood for up to the family cabin. General Hogan's. I am here because it's a good place to find a place where right wing ideas can be spread. That is weird in the world that we are currently living where socialism is everywhere, mainstream media, social networks, etc. Exactly, General Higgins. That's why people like my stream because it's like, it's such a breath of fresh air. It's such a breath of fresh air to come to my stream where you've got common sense and somebody who believes in freedom and independence and liberty. Oh, there's my podcast link, folks. If you guys want to check my podcast, link is in chat. I just hold strong company that pays dividends and will never fail so long as we need a military. I agree, Hydra. I agree with that. I think I'm going to hold. I think I'll hold. Investors also contended with mixed economic data suggesting the recovery remains uneven. The number of Americans applying for first-time unemployment benefits rose to 770,000 in the week ended March 13th from 725,000 in the week prior. While filings for jobless claims, a proxy for layoffs, have fallen from their peak last year, they remain at historically high levels. Meanwhile, a manufacturing index from the Philadelphia Federal Reserve hit its highest level in more than four decades, suggesting activity continues to expand. Wow, high, a manufacturing index highest in 40 years. That's crazy. The thing to watch is the employment numbers and central banks are all watching that. The Fed and all central banks have decided it's better to run the economy hot to aid the recovery to get as low unemployment as they possibly can. You know what was crazy too is I was talking to this landscaping company today when I was buying this firewood. Um, they said that they were, they said that they couldn't find workers. They said they could not get, find workers. They were actually having to downsize their business. They've got tons and tons of work. They got tons and tons of jobs, but they can't do them because they can't find workers. And they're paying people to mow yards, 18 bucks an hour. He said 15 to 18 bucks an hour to hire a entry level landscaping guy who's just gonna like mow yards and stuff because they can't find workers. And it's like, wow, dude, we're going to see massive inflation. 
And then, because I was telling, because I was joking with him, I was like, you know, how are things going? Blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, we're downsizing. We used to have 50 employees. Now we're down to 30 employees because we can't find workers. And then I was like, well, just pay, pay people more. And he was like, well, we're already paying lawnmowers 15 to 18 bucks an hour. Like how much, how much do people want to pay to have their, how much do people want to pay to have their lawn mowed? But that kind of stuff happening. And it's like, how could we not have inflation? Joseph Scott Stevens, what's up? Big, what's up? It's probably the only person on Twitch that's actually grounded in reality. Exactly, Joseph Scott Stevens. Thank you. I don't understand that either, Joseph Scott Stevens. How can I be how can I be one of the only? There are some others. There are some other Twitch streamers that are grounded in reality, but how can I be the only one who actually understands the world, you know, and history and politics and knows what's going on? And actually, you know, and human nature and human spirituality, like these, uh, some, pe some people, some of these Twitch streamers are just, they're just so lost. They have the weirdest views. You can tell that they just, you know, they've never experienced much in the way of the real world. They've spent their entire life online. I don't know. I hate that Ford is moving their mock Ford SUV and Mustang production to Mexico. UAW will lose a thousand jobs by next year. Yeah, it's too bad. That does suck. Most have never worked a job. Exactly, old gamer Mike. Yeah. You can you can so obviously tell, Mike, when you go and you watch some of these uh by the way, old gamer Mike, I like that that sub gifter badge. Wow, old gamer Mike. A hundred gift sub badge. Look at that orange gift. I like that color. Old gamer Mike with that old with the orange hundred gifter sub badge. But no, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious when you watch some of these leftist Twitch streamers that they've never they've never had a real job. Jordan Peterson had a podcast recently. He was talking about just that. His theory was that the younger generation has grown up spending more time on the internet. Where you're detached from your biological and physical reality, the reality where you meet so many people at random, you never live with the consequences, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. On Thursday, investors looked to shares of companies like banks, airlines, and energy companies, which could benefit more when social and business activity picks up. Shares of financial stocks in the S&P 500 rose 0.6%. As investors priced in the likelihood that banks could earn more on the loans they issue, making the sector the index's sole riser of the day. The index's tech sector, meanwhile, slumped nearly 3%, while the communication and consumer discretionary groups fell 2%, 2.6%, respectively. Energy stocks hit by a 7% pullback in crude oil prices. Looking ahead, bond investors are betting that the Fed will raise interest rates within the next two years, despite data Wednesday that showed most policymakers still expect to maintain ultra-low interest rates through 2023. Seven of 18 Fed officials said they anticipated lifting rates in 2022 or 2023. Overseas, the pan-continental stocks Europe 600 ticked up 0.4%. In Asia, most major benchmarks closed higher. China's Shanghai Composite Index added 0.5%, while Hong Kong's Hang Seng rallied 1.3%. Wow. Crazy. Crazy day in the markets, folks.
Got a wild situation going on. The global supply chain collapse, Amazon will lose billions weekly. No kidding, right? Treasury yields hit highest level since January 2020. Unemployment claims rise. How deal making caught up with Lex Greensill. NFL's media deals bring Thursday football to Amazon, Super Bowl to ABC. For Asian Americans, Atlanta spa shootings heighten worries. Las Vegas, after its latest bust, aims for another boom. The gambling and entertainment capital's dependence on tourism and crowds made it vulnerable to a major economic hit during COVID-19 shutdowns, yet it's keeping the focus on that core competency with plans for more casinos and conventions. Texas grocer caught in the middle of a mass divide. I wonder what this is about. Firm's messaging shows how lifting the state's face covering mandate put some businesses in a bind. When Texas governor said he lifted the statewide COVID-19 mask mandate, he left businesses in charge of setting and enforcing their own policies. HEB, a beloved Texas grocer and a stalwart during past crises in the state, waffled. The company, which had experienced a string of altercations in its aisles over mask policy, initially said it would urge customers to wear masks but require them of employees. A few days later, after some shoppers and workers criticized the grocer, the chain clarified its stance. It would leave up signs and keep making announcements stating that masks are required and offer them to maskless shoppers. HEB also said it would continue its policy of not escalating situations in which a customer refuses to wear a mask. God, I'm so sick of companies caving into the radical left. Gosh, these companies, they just cave and they do whatever the radical left wants them to. The shift in HEB's message reflects the balancing act that many businesses in Texas now face after the state put them in charge of setting and enforcing mask policy. Since the mandate was lifted March 10th, HEB employees and customers say they have noticed more maskless shoppers. The president said the governor's move stripped stores of the backstop that the threat of a fine provided, which he said could lead to more people entering stores without masks. So in other words, they're wusses and they don't believe in freedom and they wanted the government to take away freedom so that they could then justify it by just pushing it off onto the government. Did Joe Biden really call Kamala Harris president? I think so. <laughs> PM, what's up, PM? Let me circle back on that. <laughs> right? Right? Ford, GM, and Volkswagen shares are hot. Think electric vehicle mania. Investors are piling into a long-neglected sector. Old school car makers that are reinventing themselves as electric vehicle producers.
How Israel delivered world's fastest vaccine rollout. House passes bill offering Dreamers path to citizenship. Dude, the the Democrat House is just passing the most extreme, unrealistic, absurd legislation. Let's see what the fake news. Let's see what the fake news Drudge is saying. <laughs> for sure, Gen 10, for sure. The N95 masks are definitely... Um, N95 masks are a totally different thing than these than these cloth masks. Could we be in the same cycle as the 1929 Wall Street crash? Hopefully not, guess. Hopefully not. Paris locked for month. Third wave wreck spring. When will this end? No freaking way, dude. Look at Drudge pushing the panic porn. Pushing the fear porn. Oh my word. Paris goes into lockdown as COVID-19 variant rampages. Dude, what is wrong with people? Let's look at the coronavirus stats. Let's look at France. Wow, dude. Look at France is going down. France is going into lockdown and that's what their curve looks like. <laughs> they don't even have any many very many cases. If you really want to filter the air, you need a 3M fitted respirator with organic cartridges. <laughs> right, PM. Right. Dude, you know what's funny? Okay, let me... Here's here's something, Gen 10. This is what we should be asking. This is for you too, PM, for that. Let, let's ask this. If an N95 only gets 95% of stuff, then what percentage does a cloth mask get? Because the N95 gets 95% of air particles under a certain size. So if an N95 only gets 95%, how can you say a cloth mask is 100%? See how, see how that works? An N95 is 95%, but that they're saying cloth masks are 100%. Oh, thanks, old gamer Mike. Now, when President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona. The vaccination center in Arizona. He can barely speak. Now, when President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona. Oh my gosh, dude. Unbelievable.
I gotta take a quick bathroom and be right back. Well, Donald Trump isn't the president anymore, and that means you haven't heard a lot about Russia recently. That is until yesterday when Joe Biden gave an interview designed to remind us he's a very tough man. So you know Vladimir Putin, you think he's a killer? Mm-hmm, I do. So what price must he pay? The price he's gonna pay, well, you'll see shortly. Putin's gonna pay because he's a killer, says the guy who just sent missiles into Syria for no obvious reason. Putin responded by challenging Biden to a debate, which honestly would be worth watching. We wanna hear Biden out though. So let's take a close look at Russia's record. Very upset about Russia. What have they done? Well, they've committed genocide. They've bought up the entire third world in Africa and Latin America. They're literally building all the infrastructure in the Bahamas. In our hemisphere, they're stealing our jobs, our intellectual property. They're dumping tons of fentanyl into this country, which has killed more than 100,000 people. They filled our universities with spies. They're trying to dominate the world. Oh, but wait, that's not Russia. Russia didn't unleash a virus that destroyed our economy and left millions unemployed. China did that. China and the dictator who runs it, Xi Jinping. Joe Biden knows this. He knows Russia isn't an existential threat to the United States, but he keeps talking about it because he doesn't want to talk about China. His family has made millions, apparently, from China. Countless others in the corporate and ruling elite have too. But it's Putin who's gonna pay. And not just Putin, you know who's gonna pay? You. You're about to pay a lot more in taxes. Biden told us that as well. Yes, anybody making more than $400,000 will see a small to a significant tax increase. If you make less than $400,000, you won't see one single penny in additional federal tax. So what Biden didn't explain is why he wants to raise taxes. And by the way, we're not going to give you the conventional conservative take on taxes, the Grover Norquist take, which is you, know, you could never raise them. That's not the point at all. The point is much bigger than that. The point is, why do we have taxes in the first place at this point? We don't fund the government with tax revenue. We fund it with money that the Federal Reserve creates. How do we just pay for a $2 trillion relief bill? It wasn't tax money that did that. We just printed the money. So actually, taxes are kind of beside the point at this stage. Democrats could tax all the income in the United States, and they still wouldn't balance the budget or pay off the debt. In fact, they'd be about $10 trillion short of paying off the debt. They could go after your assets, like your home and your savings and retirement accounts. Maybe they'll try that. Elizabeth Warren has been trying that for a long time. But the question is, since we're not funding the government with tax revenue, we've decided that modern monetary theory is real. Like we could just print money because we're the reserve currency. Why would you even consider raising taxes on families making 400 grand? Why do that at this point? You don't need to, to punish you, obviously. Individual Americans, Making, paying taxes make up the largest part of U.S. tax revenue. They account for about 42% of all the taxes the government takes in. What's the smallest source of tax revenue? Oh, the donors, corporate taxes. Those account for about 3.9% of all taxes. Joe Biden knows that tax increases aren't going to hurt corporations or private equity firms. They won't touch Ivy League endowments. They'll leave the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation completely. Ray Gun Rob, what's up? Completely alone. No billionaire is going to suffer. You're going to suffer. And for no good reason, because to restate one more time, we don't fund the government with tax revenue. We fund the government with money the Federal Reserve makes up out of nothing. That's true. And no one says it. So coming on tonight to make some sense of this Biden interview, in order, Russia and taxes, is Victor Davis Hanson, about the wisest person we know. 
He joins us now. Professor, thanks so much for coming on. So first to Russia, this obsession, and this is not a defense of Putin's regime or of Russia or anything like that, but why the focus, the relentless focus on Russia? Yeah, I don't know. It's always a bad idea, Tucker, to gratuitously call a killer the head of state with 7,000 deliverable nuclear weapons. Yeah, and that. there's no standard. I don't know whether uh, Putin has not killed 20 million people like his communist predecessors. He is not uh, the communist party in China that has the blood of 70 million people on their hand and a million people in camps. We could go on and on with North Koreans. Wow, good point. Good freaking point. Guapo, I don't know I don't know anything about the shooting in Atlanta. I don't pay attention to to local local crime stories. The Castroite regime in Cuba. So there's no standard by which you single out somebody and, and not the other. It reminds me though, we're missing what Henry Kissinger told us forty years ago, and he was real politique. He said we don't want China to be a better friend to Russia than they are to each of each one to us, because we actually do have some common interests with Putin. We are both wary of Islamic terrorism, and we both don't want China to run the world. And we, along with the Russians in India, can check China if we don't throw away that card. So this anger comes out of the Russian collusion hoax. But even earlier, they came into power, Biden and Obama, and they said Bush was too hard on China. We're going to reset. And Putin, as the autocrat he is, he interpreted that magnanimity as weakness to be exploited. And finally, we got to the surreal situation where Obama was trading necessary missile defense so that Biden would behave during his reelection, which he didn't even do, although we gave up missile defense. So I think they're a little bit humiliated, and especially after 22 months and $40 million didn't find any Russian collusion. It was a hoax. And so... Yeah. It's just an obsession now. It's a religion. Yeah, and Russia is also the only big country in the world that doesn't true. buy our woke program, and I think true. that drives them. Drive, they won't take the pronouns. Drives yes, them insane. So I have to ask you about taxes. So we've just yeah, that's interesting. How Russia is sort of socially conservative. That's you know, Russia. Russia is not a woke country. You know, that's kind of the one thing you kind of have to give it to Russia on. What did he just say about the shooting? King George, I said, I don't have any opinion or thoughts on the Atlanta shooting because I have no idea what happened because I don't pay attention to local crime stories. I, I highly doubt that, Guapo. A white supremacist, I'm sure. The, you guys have the you leftists have have said that so many times and it's been false that I don't believe that for a second. And again, I I don't know anything about the story. I haven't read it. I haven't read any stories or anything. But um, if it's leftists saying that it's a white supremacist that did it, uh, most likely that's a hoax. Decided that we can fund yeah. a two trillion dollar relief bill just by printing the money. So clearly, taxes are sort of irrelevant to run the government now. Why are they so eager to tax us? Yeah, that's exactly what Jeffrey Gundlach said. Jeffrey Gundlach said, "Look, if if eighty percent of our spending is debt, then why not just make it a hundred percent? Why even have taxes?" Exactly, tally man. Exactly. That's why. That's that's the only reason these local stories get national attention. 
the only reason local crime stories get national attention is if they is if they fit the narrative of the left and the Democrat Party. Um, you know, there could be there could be a hundred shootings um, that don't fit the narrative, and then there's one shooting that fits the narrative, and and that one story is the one story that gets all this media attention, and it's a huge crisis, and this is happening all the time, um, and the hundred shootings that don't fit the narrative, you know, are never mentioned. That's just how it works. That's why I don't fall into the trap that the leftists want you to fall into, which is to only pay attention to the local crime stories that fit the leftist narrative. You know, I just don't do that. Well, I think it's to p punish people and tell their base that we're going to redistribute income. But the fact is, we're running a $2.3 trillion annual budget deficit. We're getting up to $29 trillion in uh, aggregate debt, national debt. And the only way to get out of that is either to do what Trump tried to do, although he didn't, he didn't address the spending, and that is deregulate and have tax incentives and have full employment. But when you mention, as Biden and his associates are, that they're going to raise taxes on the productive classes, they're going to have more regulations, they're going to stifle energy production, and yet they're going to borrow more money, then the only way out is zero interest rates and either inflation or stagflation or recession are all in combined in the way that we saw uh, in the 1970s that got Ronald Reagan elected. And that's where we're headed. We have no margin of error now. We can't borrow money to get out of a recession because we're in debt to a, an astounding a, a degree. We can't uh, you know, lower interest rates because they don't really exist. We're already there. So I don't know what stimuli we have when we hit the re recession. It's all been used up. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good, good little clip there. Good little clip. Crypto is going to surpass the U.S. GDP sooner than later. Yeah, PM. What's Bitcoin at now? 57,000? Wow. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm all in favor of crypto. I'm all in favor of Bitcoin. I hope it keeps going up. I hope it just keeps going up. Listen to this, dude, from Reuters, March 18th. France imposed a month-long lockdown on Paris and parts of the north after a faltering vaccine rollout and spread of highly contagious coronavirus variants forced Macron to shift course. Since late January, when it defied the calls of scientists and summoned his government to lock the country down, Macron has said he would do whatever it took to keep the eurozone second largest economy as open as possible however this week he ran out of options just as france and other european countries suspended the use of astrazeneca france uh, his prime minister said france was in the grip of a third wave it's not dude it's not in the middle of a a third wave look at this dude look at i will bring up I will bring up the, the epidemiological curve from France. This is crazy, dude. Look at that. That's the actual... Gen 10 says, Luxfan, do you own Bitcoin? No, I don't. I do not own Bitcoin. I, I try to be more of a conservative investor than that. To me, Bitcoin just strikes me as very risky. I, I swear that if I bought it, it would, it would tank 30%. But... 
I don't know. Probably not. I should buy it. I should buy some. Look at that, dude. So this this French prime minister says that France is in the grip of a third wave. Look at that. Does that look like a a third wave? No, it looks like they've only ever had one wave. They haven't even had a second. Where's their second wave? What's this guy talking about? Does that look like they're in the grip of a third wave? Yes, Guapo, you can post links. This is mind-boggling, dude. These leftists love coronavirus so much. These leftists love lockdowns. They're happy that coronavirus has happened. The epidemic is getting worse. Our responsibility now is to not let it escape our control. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. I can't believe they're calling that a third wave. All you have to do is look at the curve. There is no third wave. My goodness, dude. What a joke. What an absolute joke. Let's check the real clear politics headline, shall we, folks? Then maybe just buy 1K of Bitcoin and see what happens. You don't have to buy an entire coin at once. I could do that, Gen 10. If I was going to do it, what would you recommend, Gen 10? Coinbase? Is that where is that where you do it? Is Coinbase? Is that what it's called? Like Coinbase? Isn't that the main one? Yeah. Is this is this what you would recommend doing it on? Is Coinbase? Ethereum. Really, PM, you've been doing Ethereum? Coinbase is what I use? Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I just want to double check. Wow, yeah, look at Ethereum. Ethereum's done nothing but go up. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get into it. Maybe I'll get into Bitcoin. Coinbase is what you have too, PM? Okay. Alright. If both Gen 10 and PM use Coinbase, I guess I'll get into it. Coinbase has some sketchy history. Does it legendary? Like what? I would use Gemini. Oh, I've never even heard of Gemini. Gemini Crypto. Gemini Crypto. Gemini.com. Buy Bitcoin and crypto instantly. I could I could do a thousand I could do a thousand dollars into into crypto. I could I could I could at least throw a thousand bucks into it and see what happens. It's like actually a good idea. Alright. I'll open up a Coinbase account. Here's the thing though. Do I really do I really wanna have to tell the IRS that I've that I've owned virtual currencies when I file my taxes? How else are they going to stop global warming? Lockdown's right. Of course. You got a Binance account for short selling. Oh, okay. Nice. I have Bitcoin, Ethereum, Link, and Litecoin. They all have different purposes in crypto. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Bitcoin is what I follow. 
If I was going to do it, I, I I would just do Bitcoin because I don't know that um, I don't know enough about crypto to know the differences between all of them. You only have to report trades. Wrong, legendary. Wrong. You must have not have filed your taxes yet this year, legendary. The num the very the very first question on your IRS taxes is: Have you owned any virtual currencies this year? It's the very first question on your IRS forms. I did. Really, legendary? Did you not? Did you not answer the? Did you not see the question? Very first question from the IRS on the ten forty. Yeah, but they only ask for trades. They don't only ask for trades. They ask you yes or no. Have you owned any? virtual currencies and then if you if you're trading them obviously you have to report your trades because that's that's you know income and loss but you 100% have to tell the IRS if you own crypto ever since I cut off the news media my life has been less stressful good elite firefighter good smart of you Oh Guapo, what did you? What's your suggestion? Did you did you post a link? I must have missed it. What is it, Guapo? I mean, I'm not. Oh my God, no, dude! I'm not gonna watch something that's 20 minutes and is some like, you know, some weirdos. They already know I own crypto from previous filings, right? No, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're going to do crypto, you, you're going to have to report it anyway, unless you want to end up. Did you guys see John McAfee? Do you see John McAfee's getting criminally charged? John McAfee has been arrested for not reporting his crypto trading on taxes. John McAfee has like multiple criminal charges from multiple states for not reporting his crypto. So like if I was going to do it, I would I would do it right. I would tell the IRS about it. That's not the reason that's holding me back from doing it, frankly. The reason that's holding me, the reason I haven't done it is because it's just seemed too risky for me. I've not turned on my TV in over three years now. Good for you, Mike. Good for you, man. But it does suck that they, I, I, I am against the IRS wanting to know, um, you know, whether you do crypto or not. You should just, if you make money, you should have to report the income. But I don't understand why the IRS needs to know how you made your money. Like, if you traded a bunch of crypto and made a whole bunch of money, then yeah, you should, you know, report that as income and pay taxes on your income. Um, but why do they need to know where your income came from? Why do they want to know what what cryptos you are? What, when did you start trading cryptos? All that crap. Get out of here with that, IRS. That's the real problem. The real problem isn't, you know, owning cryptos or having cryptos. The real problem is, is the IRS. Asking about it. How about, how about screw you, IRS? How about that? You can just watch the first three or four minutes. All right. I mean, I'm not an economic theorist. And honestly, I don't really understand how the economy works. BreadTube is a loose collection of video essayists who've gained popularity in recent years. It sprung up largely as a response to the sea of alt-right content on YouTube, but has developed into its own space over time. 
the big three bread tubers are generally considered to be ContraPoints, Philosophy Tube, and H Bomber Guy. You can add other big channels like Sean, Big Joel, Innuendo Studios, Vorsch, but in all cases, BreadTube is largely focused on things like gender, LGBTQ rights, media, Ben Shapiro takedowns, and the series of existential crises that we find ourselves embroiled in. All noble causes, but largely not economics. In fact, there was a thread about this on the BreadTube subreddit not too long ago. I would like this channel to help fill in the gap in economics content, and in this short series I want to comment directly on the few times where major bread tubers have discussed economics, because I think there are some, um, issues. But I don't want to come off as pedantic. If you internet, you've probably heard some people use you don't understand economics as a trump card in debates, and I don't see it this way. To me, saying you don't understand economics is just like saying you don't understand- <laughs> Right, Jenten, right and sociology, or you don't understand history, both of which you could say to me, if you really wanted to hurt my feelings. We all have blind spots, and I'm hoping I can add something to our understanding. I don't know, opulence. I don't know. who. Why would you watch a bunch of losers talk about communism on YouTube? I mean... And economics is important. It is rightly or... There's no better, there's no better example of, of how broken our education system is that we have economics graduate people with economics degrees who are socialists. There is no better exhibit to the claim that our education system is broken than the fact that people with economics degrees are socialists. <laughs> wrongly, the language of policy. Economists also have direct political influence. The media continually talk about the economy, even during a pandemic. Our understanding of economics needs to be better to challenge the status quo. So, the example I'm going to use today comes from one of Ollie Thorne at Philosophy Tube's videos about the housing market. He argues that we need to abolish the housing market altogether in order to secure housing for everyone. I know this video is from a couple of years ago, but I see no indication that Ollie has changed his thinking. Actually, he repeated a core argument of the video less than a year ago, as we'll see. And although my video is focused on the housing market, hopefully it will give us some more general ways of thinking about when capitalism and markets seem to work and when they don't. I'm going to present quite a few different arguments and proposals, and you might disagree with some of them, which is a good thing. I'm not trying to preach to people, I'm trying to give you the tools to make up your own mind. So let's take a little look at the video in question. In his typical style, Ollie makes his video engaging by putting things in a comic book context. What if our hero, housing market, and our villain, housing crisis, are actually one and the same? The reason I think that housing market has never quite managed to defeat housing crisis is because they're actually one and the same character. I must confess, guys, that this video will not be as fun as Ollie's, but this does have the advantage of being correct. <laughs> And I'll just take this moment to give an honourable shout out to Mexi. She has some pretty good videos about economics in general, and even in this one she gives a solid account of why loosening planning restrictions isn't a solution to the housing crisis. She's an exception, so we'll excuse her from the general charge of bad economics. For now. Returning to Ollie, 
His central case seems to hinge around the following comparison, suggesting that key features of the housing market logically imply key features of the housing crisis. What does housing market actually do? Well, he distributes homes to people who can't afford them, he encourages developers to develop more, he lends money to people so they can get on the property ladder. Hang on. Those are all the exact corollaries of the villain's powers. Distributing homes only to people who can't afford them is just the other side of the coin of housing crisis power to raise rents and increase house prices. Encouraging developers to develop more is what led to the birth of gentrification, one of the series' darkest secondary evildoers. And lending money to buyers was the basis of the villain's plot in the 2008 storyline Crisis of Infinite Subprime Mortgages. I'm just not convinced that the left-hand side of this follows from the right-hand side. No, it's absurd. I, I, I... This is okay, I suppose. I mean... But it's like, dude, I don't need I don't need to watch a 20-minute video to hear somebody explain why socialism and Marxism are incorrect in terms of economics. But, you know, all right. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be coming from Guapo. This is a good video debunking it all. I bet it is, actually, DCD. If it wasn't 20 minutes long, I'd watch more of it. I watched four minutes. It's like good. I'm glad. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's taking down these absurd leftist arguments. I, I'm sorry, but um, uh, these bread tubers, these socialists, these Marxists, talking about the housing markets. Their ideas are so stupid. Like I'm sorry, having government take over housing is one of the worst ideas. It would. It would make life so much worse for the, everybody. Everybody. A little late, but you can buy and hold crypto on PayPal if you don't want to do Coinbase. What do you mean by a little late, STW? Oh, your message? I guess I could do it on, on PayPal, right? Oh, there was a... Uh... What do you mean expected from me? I've been good here. Have you, Guapo? Have you? I don't know. I thought you were like a leftist. I thought you were a tro like a tro leftist troll. Um. One thing that I've heard of is that like some streamers are doing is is setting up a way for people to donate crypto to them. Do you guys think I should do that? Do you guys think I should set up a system where you guys can like donate crypto to me to, to support me? That would be cool. <laughs> that sounds about right, Gen 10. Good advice. Well, PM, PM, hopefully you do have a lot of tax consequences because hopefully you're making a lot of money. And if you do make a lot of money... I agree with Gen 10. Report it. Pay your taxes on it. But hopefully hopefully you're doing well with it so far, PM. Also, I'm sure I'm the only socialist who watches this stream. You're not, Guapo. You're not. I actually get a lot of... I mean, look at There's another one. There's another one watching right now. There's another guy with the name Socialism in the chat. But no, there's I, I actually get a fair number of, of socialists and leftists who watch it. So let me guess, Guapa, why would you watch a video uh, taking down socialist economics, which is in and of itself an oxymoron? 
I respect you, so there's that. Well, thank you, Guapo. I appreciate that. Guapo's a good people, in my opinion. I don't have to agree. Okay, all right, Gen 10, all right. I guess uh, maybe I'll, I'll give you another chance, Guapo. I guess I was just uh, I was just throwing you in. I was just throwing you in with the rest of the socialists and assuming you're like most of the socialists. So I'll give you a second chance. I'll try to try to wipe this slate clean and not think of you as as every other socialist. Exactly, Tally Man. Yeah, there's a plenty of socialists in here. We tolerate most of them most of the time. That's the thing, right, Tally Man? We actually allow socialists to come here and 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 say stuff. We don't ban them, which is quite different from the socialist streamers. The socialist streamers will ban any conservative who's in their chat. I don't do that. So I actually have a fair number of socialists that watch me. I pay over 1%, so the next audit I get a check instead of a bill. Really, Gen 10? <laughs> That's interesting. I've never heard of that strategy. All right, here's the here's the RCP headlines. Lockdown's greatest casualty could be science. Oh, dude, this is so good. I was listening to Mark Levin on the way home today, and he brought this article up. This is written by um, Jay Bhattacharya, one of the greatest doctors, medical experts of all time one of the lockdowns greatest casualties could be science oh this is supposed to be really good article from the federalist.com <laughs> opulence you get banned all the time for saying masks don't work because <laughs> you're a pragmatist good guapo good I am banned in so many people's streams, I lost count, right, PM, right? We simply want them to attempt to make salient points and debate policies or principles, not simply call members of lecture fans community names, right, Tally Man? Right? Most of them just, most of them quickly resort to name calling because that's what, that's all they have. They don't have a whole lot of substance or merits other than socialism good. Everybody should be the same. That's all they've got. Politicians, journalists, and scientists have transferred the disease burden onto the working class. They've also dangerously undermined scientific inquiry. The COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns have not only been devastating for society, they have had a chilling effect on the scientific community. For science to thrive, opposing ideas must be openly and vigorously discussed, supported, or countered based on scientific merit. Instead, some politicians, journalists, and scientists have engaged in vicious slander of dissident scientists, spreading damaging conspiracy theories, even with open calls for censorship in place of debate. In many cases, eminent scientific voices have been effectively silenced, often with gutter tactics. People who oppose lockdowns have been accused of having blood on their hands, their university positions threatened, with many of our colleagues choosing to stay quiet rather than face the mob. Oh, that's such a good point. Oh my gosh. It's like, dude. And then they use that. It's like a self, it's like a self reinforcing mechanism so the first the first thing they do is they come up with their claim 
right? This is what leftists do. They come up with their claim. The second thing they do is anybody who disagrees, they destroy their life. They viciously attack them. They have them fired from their jobs. They ruin their lives. They have them banned from social media. They viciously, viciously attack any scientist or expert who disagrees with their claim. And then third, they say, hey, you guys have to agree with our claim because there's no scientists who, who, have, who have said anything different. There's no doctors and experts who have put out studies saying anything different. See how that trick works? See how that trick works? How the left works. Step one, make a claim. Two, destroy anyone's life who disagrees with the claim. Three, say you, say you must agree with the claim because nobody destroy any experts life who disagrees with the claim number three say you must agree with the claim because no experts have disagreed with it it's a wonderful it's a wonderful wonderful little trick first of all make your claim second of all if there's any expert that disagrees with your claim absolutely viciously destroy their life and then number three then you can say oh hey look you have to agree with the claim because uh um because there's no no experts that disagree with it. Wow. Good point by these articles. Ohio Bacon, what's up? I had a chick tell me that $12 an hour is poverty wage in LA. According to what, Ohio Bacon? According to like the official poverty guidelines? It probably is considered that. Probably is considered like technically poverty levels. But, you know, the thing is, is that even even poverty level wages in the United States of America, you're still like top 1% worldwide in terms of your income and your quality of life and everything like that. And $12 an hour would be fine in LA if, you know, it wasn't it wasn't preposterously expensive because of all the Democrat policies and people would be making a lot more than $12 an hour in LA if we didn't have a stagnant economy and stagnant wages due to an overbearing and oversized federal government and the California government on top of it. Step four, repeat until it becomes universally accepted. Right, right, Polly, right. We tell the story here of five prominent scientists who have faced the modern-day Inquisition. Wow. This is crazy. Dr. Atlas. Dr. Scott Atlas. Dr. Scott Atlas served as a special advisor to the president on COVID policy between July and November 2020. This would be a difficult job in normal circumstances when the science is more mature. With his background in public health policy, Atlas's advice emphasized balancing risks imposed by viral spread against collateral public health harms from the lockdowns in a rapidly changing scientific and policy environment. 
Scientists who did not share his views had every opportunity to do so responsibly by reporting scientific facts and conjectures and engaging with his ideas. That's the one thing that nobody else did that Dr. Atlas got right. You have to balance the coronavirus against collateral public health harms from lockdowns. If you don't do that, if you don't do that balancing act, then you're going to end up with, you know, a policy that's 100% focused on controlling coronavirus, even though that policy is doing more harm than good. You have to balance out the positives and the negatives. Scientists who did not share his views had every opportunity to do so responsibly by reporting scientific facts and conjectures and engaging with his ideas. Scientists who did not share his views had every opportunity to do so responsibly by reporting scientific facts and conjectures and engaging with his ideas. Instead, JAMA, the flagship medical journal in the United States, published an opinion article defaming him Without engaging his actual scientific views, the editors of the journal then refused to publish letters supporting Atlas. Contrary to his critics, Atlas got the science right. The highest COVID-19 mortality risk is among nursing home residents. Atlas worked to ensure federal support for frequent and rapid testing in nursing home staff, residents, and visitors. While not implemented everywhere, the initiative alone saved innumerable lives. Atlas worked hard to make masks available in nursing homes. Atlas was right to contradict former CDC director Redfield's false assertion that masks are more effective than vaccines. <laughs> I can't believe he actually said, the CDC guy actually said that masks are more effective than vaccines. Can you imagine? Atlas advocated for in-person schooling during the pandemic, a position that even pro-lockdown epidemiologists now endorse. Yup, yup. Dr. Atlas was right. He was right all along. We should have had our schools open the entire time. <laughs> nice tally, man. Dr. John Ioannidis. Yeah, this guy's good. This guy's really good. Dr. John Ioannidis is a world-famous scientist who, from the beginning of the epidemic, called for better scientific information to decide COVID policy. His work, published in the Bulletin of the WHO, has helped establish how deadly the virus actually is, in order of magnitude lower than the conventional narrative implies. For his work, BuzzFeed News falsely accused him of political bias and financial conflicts of interest. Oh yeah, this was from May 2020. This is the one that said that um, the infection fatality rate is like 
1%, right? Conclusion, the infection fatality rate of COVID-19 can vary substantially across different locations, and this may reflect differences in population age structure and case mix of infected and deceased patients and other factors. The inferred infection fatality rates tend to be much lower than estimates made earlier in the pandemic. Infection fatality rates range from 0.00% to 1.63%. Corrected values from 0% to 1.54%. The median COVID-19 infection fatality rate was 0.27%. Corrected to 0.23%. Wow, 0.23% fatality rate. Over 99% of people survive. Wow, amazing. And so because of, because that doctor put out the truth about infection fatality rates, his life was destroyed. In two articles published in Scientific American, two esteemed medical journalists presented evidence against the false charges Ioannidis faced while lamenting the slander of scientists as a substitute for scientific debate. Dude, it's because it's because the it's these leftists, these leftists do the same thing to scientists as they do to everybody else. They don't address them on the substance. They do vicious personal attacks. That's incredible the way that they operate the same way in politics and science and everything. Well, they've politicized science, which is why it's gotten to this point. Wow. So yeah, they won't they won't debate any of these scientists on the merits. Instead, they just slander them and do personal attacks. It's unbelievable. It's the same thing people do to me on Twitch. It's the same thing all these leftists on Twitch do to me. They're doing it to these doctors. Shockingly, these journalists were then attacked. The publisher caved and published extensive trivial corrections to their story, none of which contradicted their reporting. One objection cited the journalists for a conflict of interest because they cited an article by a different scientist without declaring that they had previously collaborated with him. Springer Nature owns Scientific American. If this is a conflict of interest that must be declared, Springer should issue similar corrections for most of the millions of scientific articles they have published. <laughs> wow. Absurd. Dr. Sunetra Gupta, Oxford University Professor Sunetra Gupta, who is one of the world's preeminent infectious disease epidemiologists, has been the subject of vicious attacks by politicians and media pundits with the fraction of her knowledge and wisdom. Gupta has argued throughout the pan epidemic for protecting the vulnerable while allowing the disease to be managed in the rest of society with limited restrictions and minimal harm. Yeah, that's what a lot of people agree with. That's the Great Barrington Declaration. That obviously is the best policy, and we should have had that for a long, long time.
The basis for her ideas is her deep understanding of the science of epidemics, viral spread, disease risk. Her sensible ideas, so contrary to the lockdown policies, have been mischaracterized and attacked by the UK government health minister. Matt Hancock on the floor of Parliament, member of Parliament, Neil O'Brien, accused her of telling tall tales. Mainstream journalists in the UK have called her expertise spurious and accused her of making misleading claims akin to conspiracy theories. Although her detractors conveniently forget, Gupta has repeatedly argued for better protection of the elderly with specific suggestions that could have saved many lives. In early October, Gupta and we authored the Great Barrington Declaration, hoping to avoid a repeat of the spring lockdown disaster. Most governments duly ignored her and the other signatories, and we failed to protect the vulnerable once again. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Dr. Carl Hennigan. Another epidemiologist, Professor Carl Hennigan, who leads the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine at the University of Oxford, has been the subject of similar abuse. Although he has spent his entire career evaluating and interpreting scientific evidence for scientists and the public, overwrought critics have called his writings anti-science for daring to point out that the only published randomized study on the efficacy of face masks calls into question their effectiveness against COVID-19 infection. Hold on. Let me reread that. He So, okay. So he pointed out that the only published randomized study on the efficacy of face masks calls into question their effectiveness against COVID-19 infection. Wow. So the only, the only published randomized study on the efficacy of face masks calls into question their effectiveness against COVID-19. I wonder what study that is. Hennigan has been attacked by UK government officials for his discovery that the UK government's official COVID statistics had serious errors. Among the errors he discovered included items like bus accident fatalities labeled COVID deaths and people counted as dying from COVID months after their recovery from the infection. No doubt, Hennigan's willingness to tell inconvenient truths contra government scientists explains the hostility has, he has received. Dr. Ludvigsen. Dr. Jonas Ludvigsen, a professor of epidemiology at the prestigious Karolinska Institute in Sweden, published a groundbreaking study in the New England Journal of Medicine, making it clear that it is safe to keep schools open during the pandemic for children and teachers alike. This work has informed the policy of countries worldwide and states like Florida and the United States, which have provided safe in-person instruction for children despite high community caseloads. For this, Ludvigsen received abuse from both Swedish and international scientists and journalists to the point he is refocusing his scientific work away from COVID-19. Wow, dude. So he got abused so much he's not even going to study COVID-19 anymore. We know lockdowns don't help, but they continue. Dude, even the Washington Post reported today that lockdowns don't work, although they didn't say it that way. They said, it's not clear why some places that, that didn't do lockdowns fared better than places that did do lockdowns or something like that. 
What these scientists have in common is that they've been proved right. With so many COVID-19 deaths, it should now be obvious to everyone that lockdown strategies have failed to protect the old. Of course, because when you do these lockdown strategies, after two weeks, then people stop obeying them and they start rejecting everything. Whereas if you would have actually tried to protect the elderly, lots of people would have agreed with that strategy and would have real, worked really hard. Think about it, dude. Like I, you know, I am very opposed to wearing masks and um, lockdowns. 100% opposed to, to masks and lockdowns. And I have been. I have been from the very, very beginning. And a lot of people are. A lot of Americans have been opposed to lockdowns and mass masks from the very beginning. However, if the public health official had come out and said, hey, um, you know, we just we just want to protect the elderly. You know, let's do everything we can to protect the elderly. Um, you know, we're going to have certain time periods where you can't go to the grocery store. Certain time periods is going to be for elderly people to go to the grocery store. You know, we don't want, um, you know, we're going to do everything to protect the elderly. If you see somebody elderly and, you know, they mention and, and they want to be separated, you know, give them social distance. Like, and if we really had policies and, and stuff to focus on protecting the elderly, I would a hundred percent have done everything I absolutely could to agree with that and support that and make that work. And a lot of other Americans would too, but we didn't do that. Holy cow. Gen 10 with the 10 minute time. <laughs> Thank you, Gen 10. Thank you, Gen 10. Appreciate the 10 minute timeout. Man, that timeout with bits is getting some work in tonight. Thank you, Jenton. Go home to mommy. Socialism. Go home to mommy. While anyone can get infected, there's more than a thousandfold difference in the risk of death between the old and the young. The failure to properly exploit this fact about the virus has led to many unnecessary deaths and the biggest public health fiasco in history. Lockdowns have generated enormous collateral damage across all ages. Depriving children of face-to-face -face teaching has hurt not only their education, but also their physical and mental health. Other public health consequences include missed cancer screenings and treatments, worse cardiovascular disease outcomes, deteriorating mental health, to name a few. Much of this damage will unfold over time, something we must live and die with for many years to come. While disastrous at the population level, lockdowns have effectively protected young, low-risk, affluent professionals who can work from home, such as politicians, journalists, and scientists. They transferred the disease burden onto older, higher-risk members of the working class who have kept society afloat. Any scientist active on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media must deal with some unpleasant anonymous trolls. But that goes with the territory and is not the issue. It's the attacks by politicians, journalists, and fellow scientists that send a chilling message to other scientists and journalists to watch their words and self-censor. This in turn damages the public trust in science and public health. That's the main, one of the, holy cow! <laughs> Another timeout with bits. Is that three? Gen 10 timed him out for 10 minutes. Gen 10 timed him out for 20 minutes. Gen 10 timed him out for 30 minutes. The 30-minute timeout. I have about eight more, so you might want to turn the alert off. 
For some reason, the audio portion of the alert isn't working. Oh, you know why the audio port's not working? Because I don't have it set up on this other screen. But the alert, the 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 other alert is still working, and it's showing up in chat. Wow. One, two, three. 30 minutes. <laughs> the poor guy got timed out for 30 minutes. Half hour. A half hour timeout. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank you, Gen 10. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Kyle, what's up? Do you think this lockdown crap is going to affect future flu, etc. sickness? I wouldn't be surprised, Opulence. Yeah. I don't know enough about immune systems to know, like... Gen 10 with another 10 minute timeout. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. I don't know, opulence. I don't know enough about the 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 immune system to know whether like these lockdowns are are harming our immune systems, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I I think the lockdowns and these shutdowns are going to have so many terrible consequences that we don't even know about yet. Horrible, horrible consequences. That's the problem, man. That's the problem. Is the is the downsides and the negatives. Wow, another one, Genten. Fifty minutes. Is this guy gonna get a full hour? One. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, he has been timed out for an hour. <laughs> Thanks, Guapo. Thank you, Guapo. Yep, now he's at an hour. <laughs> Gen 10 timed him out for an entire hour. <laughs> Thank you, Gen 10. Appreciate the support, man. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's going to help out. That, that's a, that really helps the stream out, Gen 10. That's a huge support for the stream. Thank you so much, man. That's massive. Wasting society's life's away with lockdowns? I know, Kyle. It's, it's sad, man. It's pathetic. It's horrible. Didn't he say gulag? Um, I don't know. Holy cow! 10,000 bits! Wow! Thank you, Gen 10. Holy smokes. Thank you so much for the support, Gen 10. Damn! 10,000 bits. All right, we got to turn that into a hype train, guys. We got to turn that into a hype train. We'll almost immediately be at a level 5 hype train. We just need two other people. Two other people to do 100 bits or a sub. If you got 100 bits, throw them up now. Let's try to get a hype train because it'll immediately be a level 5 hype train because of the 10,000 bits. Wow, Gen 10, thank you so much, man. Wow, that's huge, Gen 10. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, man. That's massive. Absolutely massive. Appreciate that so much, Gen 10. You made my made my night, made my day, Gen 10. You made my day. Plus plus the the hour long timeouts, which is over ten thousand bits as well. Jeez, Gen 10.
appreciate the support so much, man. Can't tell you how much it means to me, Gen 10. Can't tell you how much it means. Yes, sir. I was trying with him, but he kept saying Nazi, and I just can't stand that. Totally, Gen 10. Totally. Totally. No, I think it was a good one. I don't think it's... I don't think it's... Holy cow! Artillery! Artillery 3D with the Tier 1 sub! Thank you, Artillery. Appreciate the Tier 1 sub. All right, we just need one other person. One other person. One unique person to do 100 bits or a sub, and we'll get a hype train going, folks. Who's got 100 bits? Let's start the hype train. Thank you, Artillery. But yeah, Genten, I agree. Uh, calling people Nazis, that's not productive. You know, that's not... There it is! Old Gamer Mike! Thank you, Mike. There it is. Hype train, baby. Oh, Toucan. Or Toucan. What's up, Toucan? Thanks for the 100 bits, Toucan. Wow, the first time first time ever. We got a brand new person in the chat, folks. We got Toucan, sirs, in the house with 100 bits. First ever 100 bits. Wow, look at that. Look at that. We're already at 300% level 5. Thank you so much, Toucan, Mike, Artillery, Genten. You guys are awesome. Awesome. 300%, baby. 300%. Artillery with another 100 bits on top. Oh, now it gets us up to 300%. 297% to 300%. Now we're at 300%. Thank you, Artillery. Oh, nice. Artillery. It looks like you just got a new badge. Oh, no. You've had that one. For some reason, I haven't seen your badge, Artillery. That 10K bit badge. Gen 10 gifting a tier one sub to Toucan. What's up, Toucan? Welcome to this. Welcome to the sub club, Toucan. Thank you, Gen 10. Thank you so much. Wow. So we're at 317%. A massive, massive level five hype train. Awesome, you guys. I appreciate that so much. This is the best stream maybe all month. It's been a it's been a it's been a Difficult month on Twitch for me because I've been super super busy haven't been streaming as much and I think a lot of other people have been busy this month for some reason so it's been a slow month but tonight is a fast night so thank you all you guys made my day you guys are awesome. This in turn damages the public trust in science and public health oh that's what I was going to say earlier. That's the real casualty from this pandemic is that people no longer support. Hell yeah. Thank you, PM. Let's get some let's get some gavels in the chat for our new sub. Throw the gavels in the chat for Toucan. <laughs> no, that you know, Genten, that's actually good. I mean, I actually appreciate I actually appreciate it because it's got two benefits. Number one, it supports me. And then number two, it actually makes the stream better because we no longer have um, toxicity. Makes chat better. So I really think, I, I think, I think one of the greatest casualties of this pandemic is going to be the public, public, support and public confidence in our health officials you know it used to be it used to be that we had a lot of respect for public health officials we had a lot of respect for you know the cdc we had a lot of respect for who like we had like you know 
people have traditionally had a lot of trust for doctors and, and medical experts and things like that. So, um, um, that's gone, man. That's gone. And so now, now, even when the public health experts are right, people are not going to trust them because of what they did during this pandemic. And that's a dangerous, terrible spot to be. And we're going to be in a dangerous, dangerous situation you know, where now when we do need we do need public health officials to, to tell us to do certain things um, for actually legit reasons. Nobody's going to believe them because they were so dishonest and, and wrong on this pandemic thing. And they were totally unbalanced and they never analyzed the downsides to anything they're recommending. And they did huge power grabs and did massive power grabs. And, you know, the, the public health has just been destroyed and nobody trusts them and nobody believes them and nobody's going to listen to them. And they think of them as, you know, power, power hungry scumbags. Dinosaurs, what's up? I have heard a lot of people that think Fauci should get a statue for his work. No way, dude. No freaking way. He should be fired and sent packing. And never thought of or talked about again. That's the real scary thing. If we get a really bad plague, no one will trust it. Exactly, old gamer Mike. Exactly. If we actually get a truly, a truly bad pandemic... One that doesn't have a 99% survival rate. Well, what about one that has 75%? What about one that has 80%, 90%? You know, what about instead of having a 0.2% infection fatality rate, we get one that has a 10%, you know, and you have a 10% chance of dying if you get it. That's when we do need to be taking some of this stuff seriously. There it is. Hype train success, baby. Two sub gifts and 16,000 bits. Wow. Wow. Hold on. 16,000 bits? How did we get to 16,000 bits? I thought we had 10,000. Wait, why does it say? Okay, I got Gen 10 with 10,000. And then we got 100 bits, 100 bits, 100 bits. Well, that's really weird. It says it said it was a 16,000 bit. Ebola is like 50%, right? It's something like that. Yeah, STW. It's something like that. Let's see. Ebola infection fatality rate. Plus, do the timeouts count? I don't think so, old gamer Mike, because if the timeouts counted, it'd be higher than that. Does the timeout go towards the hype train? No, I don't think so. Maybe it does, I guess, but. Oh, it must actually. I guess you're right. No, it, it, it was because he did six, six timeouts, 10 minutes each is an hour. And so that was. No, because he did, that would be 120,000 bits or that would be. Six times 2000 each is that's 12,000. No. So if they counted, it would be 12,000 plus 10,000. Plus 300. I don't know. That's really weird. I don't know why it's saying I got 16,000 bits when it was more like 10,300. I don't know what's worse. His skills as a doctor or his arm throwing a baseball. Oh, he's the worst opulence. He's the worst. Um, let's see. Ebola by the numbers. 
Ebola. Um, what the heck? Outbreaks treatment. What the heck? All right, let's just try Ebola, Ebola fatality rate. Case fatality. So in the Democrat Republic of Congo in 2020, the case fatality was 42%, according to that. Here we go. MDHealth.com. I don't know what this is. The general consensus is that death rate of Ebola is up to 90%. Proper and effective preventive care and treatments can lower rates to even 50%. Wow. 22K bits total. Right, Gen 10. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, 90% for Ebola, 90% chance you're going to die. But if you get, if you get care and treatments, it goes down to 50% chance you're going to die. I mean, that's a real deal. What? I don't know how he's back. That's weird. Maybe it maybe it only lets you do it for ten minutes. I have no idea, Jenten. I thought it worked. I thought it worked that I thought it worked like it actually Like it actually kept it going it actually kept adding it. I guess you have to do it ten minutes at a time and then when they come back do another ten minutes. Shoot, I'm sorry, man. I guess the timeouts don't stack. Guess we'll have to do them one at a time, one after another. Sorry about that. Now I feel bad. Instead, the field has been left to scientists who agree with the herd thinking generated by the media. All right, socialism. I'll time you out. I'll time you out for. Uh, I'll do a manual timeout. I think you deserve it, socialism. You'll get the manual timeout. Um, timeout. There we go. All right, manual timeout. We'll we'll give him the manual timeout because the thing didn't stack. They used to stack because I've done it before. Don't feel bad. They'll get near full. <laughs> he just got the he just got the manual timeout. Yeah, I, th I thought they used. I thought they stacked as well, Genten. I thought they used to stack. <laughs> we'll just give him. We'll just give him one manual timeout. If he's still here in ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I always find it funny when people get timed out for ten minutes and they actually stay here. I'm like, wow. Stream must be really, really good if you're willing to sit through 10 minutes without chatting. Missing from the policy conversation is a broader set of scientists who understand there is more to public health than just infection control and that lockdowns can harm public health more than they help. Yep, that's the thing. Lockdowns do more harm than they help. Awesome, Gen 10. Thanks so much, man.
I appreciate that. That's incredible support. Really means a lot. Go nuts. What's up, go nuts? Welcome. How do we climb back from this toxic, damaging scientific environment? How do we ensure that science moves forward through the open discussion of multiple ideas and perspectives? How can we return to an academic climate that encourages scientific discourse and academic freedom? Given the damage done by misguided pandemic policies, how can we restore the public's trust in public health? That's going to be, that's a difficult job. I don't know how you could ever. Oh, by the way, Mr. Juke, welcome to the stream, Mr. Juke. Um, saw you in chat, Mr. Juke. Didn't say hi, so hello, welcome. How were small businesses affected by lockdowns? Absolutely destroyed. Did you go over Federalist Papers today? Yes, opulence. Yep. Yep, opulence. And I did watch that Rand Paul. I did watch the Rand Paul Fauci thing. I watched that, and yep, we did Federalist Papers number two. So it was really good. Federalist number two was really good. We're going to be doing Federalist number three uh, next Thursday. I don't know. I don't know how you could ever restore the public's trust in public health. The responsibility for this rests on everyone in the scientific community, but especially scientific leaders such as university presidents, provosts, and deans. Dude, I, I think one way that they could actually restore the the trust in public health would be to come out and admit they were wrong. If they came out and admitted it, and they admitted it and said, hey, look, we got this wrong. You know, we, we were too scared. We panicked. You, we don't we you don't make good decisions when you panic and we panicked and we did the wrong thing we should have never done lockdowns or shutdowns we should have never tried to flatten the curve more than just two weeks you know we what we should have done is we should have done focused uh protection as set out in by the experts in the great barrington declaration and we're sorry we we made a mistake but you know this is a pandemic we haven't had a pandemic in a long time we learned a lot next time we'll never do this next time we won't go go for lockdowns moreover we feel even as experts and scientists that um you know we value freedom and liberty as well as american scientists and uh, american doctors and um even if even if the lockdowns were effective you know which we're now admitting that they're not even if they were we're still against them because of freedom and liberty if they came out and said that, I think they could rebuild public trust. I think the same and also took science out of politics. Nice. Awesome, PM. In Sweden, the media is hunting down doctors and scientists and random people with another opinion of COVID-19 and even infiltrated closed Facebook groups and put pictures of them on the front page. Are you serious, dinosaurs? That's horrible, man. That's horrible. Have people who actually treat people and not sit in an office and go on TV all the time. Exactly, opulence. You know what's funny is that Fauci actually claims... Fauci claims that he actually sees patients. <laughs> it's like, really, dude? You've been, you've been a bureaucrat in the government for 35 years. Dude, what are you talking about? You still see patients. I'm sure he, he, if he does, he's doing it just so that he can say that. And he doesn't really do it. He just does it as a sort of, you know, formality. Thank you so much, Jenten. Thanks so much, Jenten. Hope you enjoyed the stream tonight, Jenten. Hope you enjoyed your time here tonight, Jenten. Loved having you, and thank you so much for all the support. And we'll see you on the next one.
These leaders need to defend and encourage open scientific debate with multiple perspectives. No, they need to apologize that they got it wrong. That's what they need to do. On the science, vigorous and hard science, always. Awesome. Good to hear. They're talking about not allowing people that don't take the vaccine to visit restaurants or travel out of the country. I heard something about that about Sweden. What is wrong, dude? It's like, how could Sweden have got it right in the beginning and now they're getting it so wrong? Wow, that's terrible, dude. If 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 countries are actually trying to say that you can't go to restaurants if you haven't had the vaccine. That is horrible. Horrible. On the science, vigorous and hard scientific debate should be encouraged. But smearing, slander, politicization, conspiracy theories that insinuate guilt by association must be combated and never tolerated. The future of science and society depends on it. If we fail, the 300-year age of enlightenment will come to an end. Dude, it already feels... It, it feels like the age of enlightenment's already coming to an end. What are some of these other headlines? Democrats need to move fast and fix things. New York Magazine. <laughs> Democrats fixing things? That's funny. Media face the music. Governor DeSantis got it right. Ooh, ooh. I've read so many articles about how Governor DeSantis got it right. Dude, Governor DeSantis is... is I'm going to make a prediction. I'll predict that Governor DeSantis beats Joe Biden for president in 2024. Jellybean Joey, what's up? I'm using the the Heil PR40 or Hail PR40. I don't know how you say it. H-E-I-L. The Hail PR40. Why, Jellybean? Do you think it sounds good or do you like it or what? Or why do you ask? But yeah, this is the PR40. Correct, dinosaurs. Yep, that's right. Republicans nightmare running against the recovery. Biden's China experts, Hunter and Swalwell. U.S. can compete with China without fighting a new Cold War. Racializing the Atlanta massage parlor killings. Newsom recall is a predictable response to one-party rule. Merkley sees a chance for filibuster reform. Break up on The Bachelor is a symbol of a broken America. Madison's five lessons for overcoming polarization. Taiwan needs strategic clarity. The new Christian anti-philosophers. What's that about? America's $30 trillion credit card maxed out. wonder what that's about. As far as I'm concerned, as soon as the as soon as the ink dried on the Constitution and amendments as far as the United States goes, that was it. Really? I disagree, PM. 
I don't I don't think we started straying like away from the Constitution until the 1930s. I'm looking at switching from the AT2035 to a different dynamic mic. The audio does sound a bit uh, distorted. Not distorted, but like just too much noise reduction and it's leaving artifacts. All right, let me try something. Let me... All right, mic check, mic check, mic check. How's that? How's that? Yeah, I don't know, Jellybean. I don't I don't necessarily like this mic. I've been kind of playing with it a lot. I just don't think this mic does well for my voice. What I've heard what I've heard is like this mic plus the RE20 and it's like some other mics that are in this price range like 400, 500 bucks. You know, they're all pretty good mics, but it really depends on your voice. Like some mics make other people's voices sound better than other mics and i just don't think i don't think my voice matches this mic so i'd like to switch to the re20 re20 or sm7b i'm leaning towards yeah those are the only those are the other two that compete with this one jelly bean it's gonna depend on your voice that's the thing like these mics how they sound depends on depends on your voice The CBO reported in February that the federal government's debt is expected to exceed the size of the American economy this year. It does sound better? Oh, okay, nice. I just turned up the compression a little bit. I turned up compression and I guess I turned up my gain a little bit. I don't know. Or turned turn down my equalizers. Better than other mics and I just don't think I don't think my voice matches this mic so I'd like to switch to the RE20 RE20 or SM7 all right how about that I just turned the I turned the uh can can you make a clip again jellybean I just turned my I just turned my gain way down how's that sound with the gains way down what I'm saying is that once that ink dried that was a right sear and if anyone says anything different they're wrong what I'm saying was that once that ink dried, and that was our rights here, and if anyone says, oh, I okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I agree, PM. Hmm, wait, what interface are you connected to? I'm using a PV mixer. The PV6, the PV6 Bluetooth mixer. Oh, it's a metallic sound. Huh. Can you do a can you do a uh can you do another clip to see what I sound like now? Actually I could probably run my mic through. I've I've been meaning to use this. And then I'm using voice meter banana too. I got a I'm using a dual PC, so I've got a two PC setup, so it's actually very difficult. Can you guys even hear me right now? I just turned the I turned the uh can can you make a clip again, Jellybean? I just turned my I just turned my gain way down. How's that sound with the gains way down? That I don't know, man. What am I supposed to do? Yes, just quieter. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, I've been meaning to I've been meaning to get a new mic and try to fix my 
try to fix this thing. I really don't know um, what's wrong with my mic. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Yo. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like the way that this mic sounds with my voice. In fact, I've actually got another mic I was thinking about trying to use, but I don't know. If I could if I could hit change things on my equalizer to fix it, I would. Oh, I've got some cheap like $50 some mic. I don't know, it's just like a like a like a standard mic that you'll see like at concerts type of stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it is or what it is. It's just some cheap like $50 mic I got at the music store. It's like a standard mic. Holy smokes, guys. I'm actually really tired. So I am going to I'm going to raid somebody. I made it to 3 hours, folks. We did 3 hours. I made it to 3 hours, baby. We did a 3-hour stream. I'll raid somebody. I'll raid somebody, guys. If you guys want to raid with me, I'll raid. I'll raid. We'll raid. We'll raid CTV. Tallulah, come on. The bus is about to leave. Oh, I don't think that I, I would take uh, too seriously um, what you have to say about the starting premise of the constitution i think it was to make an an energetic government not a very 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 decentralized government even though we have a 